Welcome to the 332nd episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today, we are recording on April 16th, 2023. My name is Brad Galloway. I'm the editor of GameCritics.com, and I'm also 50% of this here show. With me is the man whose neck is nowhere as sore as mine is, Carlos Rodella. Now I have questions. What? My neck is so sore, bro. I don't know if it's, I got arthritis or I'm old or maybe I got whiplash in the car and I didn't realize it, but man, my neck hurts so bad right now, dude. Oh. I hate when you get like the, uh, what do they call the crick in the neck? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like beyond crick. It's like crick 2.0 or something, man. Oh. I don't even know. Like, I'm, you know, you get sore neck once in a while, but like, it's one of those things where like you turn to the left and you're like, ah, I can't turn to the left. Oh, yeah, I know, you that know what thing. I mean. Like, That's a oh, different thing. Sucks, man. It sucks. How's your neck doing? My neck's okay, but my ass is not good. So oh, I'll trade you, actually. Uh, maybe I'll stay with the neck. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you should keep the neck thing. Um, no, we're very truthful on this show. We talk about everything. And, you know, I, I, I've talked about problems that I've had. It's, it's called getting older, but we got to get those nanobots. Oh, man. If they were just, like, going through your joints and, like, cleaning them up and they're every gonna... once in a while taking away some extra fat and kind of just tightening things here and there, that'd be pretty dope, dude. Dude, they're going to. They're going to fix my butt. They're going to fix your neck. They're going to fix everybody's problems. Well, not everything, but... Uh, they're going to be here in about six or seven years. I think I brought it up on the show before. I mean, I'm down. My only caveat is if Elon Musk is behind it, then my answer is a flat no. No, I, I don't I, think he's going to be. He can't pull that off. I can't do no Musk. None of that shit. None of that shit. Because it all blows you. up and stuff. I can't, Dude, no. Elon Musk is smoking mirrors. I'm just going to say it. Fuck okay? that guy. He's yes. smoking mirrors. It's not a real thing. Nanobots are built by scientists and mechanical engineers and computer people. Uh, it won't be him. So anyways. Well, whatever, um, man. As long as they can fix the crick in my neck, I'm down. Sign me up. They're going to fix both of our problems, and they're not here now. So for the time being, let's do a podcast in pain. Wait, All that's right, a good podcast name. Podcast in pain. There we go. Right off the bat. Look how, look how good and organic that was. Yep. Podcast in pain. There we go. There you heard it heard in real time there, folks. All right. Let's kick things off this week. We've got lots of stuff to talk about, lots of games, lots of issues, lots of interesting things as we normally do. Um, but we should probably do some housekeeping first. Everyone knows. If you're listening, this is not your first show, or maybe if it is your first show, I'm going to tell you anyway. Carlos and I share a virtual living space divided down the middle with a strip of duct tape. That's right. It is housekeeping on my side. I've got a pretty fair amount of things, an unusual amount of things. What is your side of the house looking like, Carlos? Yeah, it's very full in here. I'm kind of worried because okay, okay. this might be the whole podcast. Uh, oh, I mean, if it happens, it happens. Let's see what happens. I don't know. Okay. You want to go first? No, no, no. Uh, let me go first. Let me go oh, first. you have an yeah, 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 yeah. announcement or something. It's kind of an announcement. Okay, so listen, folks. I know that this um, podcast is about games and fun and levity and all that stuff, and that's cool, and it still will be no change there. But every once in a while, we do have to talk about stuff that happens in the real world because as much as I would love, oh, boy, would I sure love to go back to those days when I got on Twitter and all I talked about was, like, which Final Fantasy was better and whose favorite character was in Resident Evil. Like, man, I miss those days because... I guess I was just really oblivious to the rest of the world, or maybe the real world wasn't encroaching on my life at that time. But those days are long gone, and we do need to every once in a while check in with the real world. Uh, so just a quick pause on the game stuff, and really uh, briefly a message that goes out to all of our trans listeners, our queer listeners, and anybody who is an ally of which we both are in this entire show is. Um, just heads up, 
Uh, Florida is getting really dangerous for queer people, specifically drag performers and trans people, to the point that Florida is passing a death penalty uh, for a very wide sweeping law that a lot of people can get caught up in. It's not a fair law. It's not a good law. Uh, but Florida is becoming the little fiefdom of Ron DeSantis. And so, number one, if you are a queer, trans, drag performer, anything, if you're anything that's not cis white male, uh, not even joking, you may want to get out of Florida, like literally leave the state like immediately. And along with that, there are certain states that you can go to which are called shield states um, or sanctuary states. It's not every state. And the reason I bring this up is because more and more, we're seeing laws that say if you flee a state, for example, if you're a trans person and you need to get gender affirming care and you leave a state that does not let you do that. Or if you are a woman who needs an abortion and you need to leave a state to get that done, there are more and more laws that say the state you left will chase after you and bring you back. That's fucking crazy. That's insane. That is completely insane. And I wish to God I was joking, but I'm not. And so I bring this up because if you're a trans person fleeing Florida or if you're someone who needs an abortion or anything like that that Ron DeSantis doesn't like right now, there's a very specific number of states you can go to which either have legislation on the books or will. Um, the list for this is Washington. So yay, Washington. Hooray. Because that's where Carlos and I are. Washington, California, Minnesota, Colorado, Illinois, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and New Jersey. Those, as of right now, uh, April 16th, those are the only ones that are considered like actual shield states or sanctuary states. So if you are fleeing, uh, to save your life or to live your life in the way that you want to live it, you got to go to one of those states and they will not extradite you. Um, you can't just go anywhere because, oh, man, I don't put it past them. They will come after you and get you, which is fucking so goddamn crazy. Fuck Florida. Fuck Ron DeSantis. Fuck all that stuff. So anyway, heads up on that. But please get the fuck out of Florida right now. Find a safe place for you and just, just go away. Um, also, if you want to keep up on stuff like this, one of my best resources um, is there's a woman named Erin Reed. She does a Substack. Uh, she's also on Twitter. Her handle is Erin in the Morn, E R I N I N T H E M O R N. It's on Twitter. She does updates every day. And I actually subscribe to her Substack. I don't give a lot of people on Substack money, but this one I felt like was worth it. Um, so I, I subscribe to her monthly. Um, she has a lot of like queer, LGBT, trans, like really vital information like the stuff I just shared. So please subscribe to that and support her and listen to the information she has. And if you are in one of those categories, Please take care of yourself. Get out of there. You know, just just be safe and find a safe place to go. Oh, there you go. And uh, Florida is, yeah, it's got some oh issues. Holy crap. It's, holy shit. So anyway, okay. There you go. Also, not as extreme at all, but just along the same lines. Uh, Montana, I think it's going to go through next week, are banning TikTok. Um, oh, I heard about that. But yes. what's interesting is I bring it up because when you're talking about Florida, and now yeah. I'm talking about Montana. Yeah. We're talking about states versus states. And that's a thing that's going on now. Obviously, with abortion was the first one, right? So um, that is, yeah, the broken states of America. Oh, my God. Severely broken states of America. Okay. Anywho. You know, what helps, you know what helps the depression uh, is video games. Video games, yes. Yes, I agree. Yes. So, okay, getting back to video games. Uh, so that was my big thing. I got nothing but games for the rest of it. But, you, Carlos, you want to take over for a second here? Yeah, uh, that was my only like non-game thing, uh, the TikTok okay. ban, and it's crazy. So crazy. Um, so yeah, Final Fantasy 16 had to direct. Um, I don't really need to see a direct about Final Fantasy 16 because I'm going to play it. I'm going to buy it. You're I'm going to play it. I'm in. in. I've been in before. You know, in, at 15, I was like, "We're 16." Pre-sale sold. Carlos is in. Although I didn't pre-order it, but yeah. 
Um, in, in spirit, the spiritual pre-sale. In spirit, yeah. Unless they let me early access, then I will pre-order it closer to time. Uh, they did show um, those kind of interesting story modes. I don't know if you saw that, but like you can no, put on versions of story modes that basically like auto dodge. A lot of like auto defense that happens. Um, <laughs> Is this because the just it, so what kind of combat are we talking about? I'm not familiar. right. I didn't see the show. The, the other big news, which I kind of known for a while because I've been following it, is it's the first truly action RPG Final Fantasy. Meaning, even 15, you would like give a lot of commands and you yeah, do yeah, yeah. real time action, but there'd be like a lot of management stuff. And so this is like your person going fighting in real time. Tons of moves and abilities. So I love that because I'm an action RPG person. You are. You are the person. I am the person. And all the beautiful dodges it has. It just looks fluid and awesome. And so then, yeah, with that kind of gameplay, uh, they're like, if people who aren't used to it want a easy way to play the game, there's super story mode which basically just does a lot of defensive stuff for you uh, oh, okay so so what you're saying is if they if they are doing a straight up action game they're assuming that probably a lot of their previous like turn-based only fans may not be acclimated to like a real-time situation so they give it this auto stuff to help them out is that what you're saying yeah basically? but okay, also gotcha. 15 had a ton of action rpg stuff so it's like okay. it's it's just them playing like they can give it to both types of Sure. Uh, game players. Well, options are good. No, it doesn't hurt to have options. Sure. I love it. I love it. Uh, so that's a thing that I'm excited about. Uh, didn't need to direct for it, but whatever. Nintendo Live is a new event that's happening. Okay. Uh, here in Seattle, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you talked about it last episode. That's right. Yeah. Wait, no, I didn't because it just got announced, I think. I swear you told me about it because who else would oh. have heard it from? It must have I been don't you. know. I don't talk to anybody else. Maybe I did. I wouldn't even remember. Anyways, Nintendo Live 2023 is an event that's coming to Seattle in September. Uh, if you want to check that out. PS5 handheld was a rumor for a while. I don't know why I wrote it down. We don't need to talk about it. I don't think it's going to happen because, you know, we all love the Vita, or at least a lot of us did, mm-hmm. um, and the original PSP and stuff. So the idea of the rumor that was going around was the PS5 was going to be a remote play device. Mm-hmm. But you don't so need you would that. have to have a PS5. Yeah, you need a PS5. But we don't need that because we have phones already that can remote play a PS5. So I think it was a rumor that was incorrect. Yeah, I've been hearing the rumors too, but I haven't heard anything substantial that really um, would convince me of that. And honestly, I mean, twice bitten so far. I mean, the PSP. Well, okay. So, okay. Here's a couple things. PSP was fucking awesome, but was not supported. It died. Yeah. It was an awesome machine, though. It was an awesome the, machine. Yeah, the Vita, fucking awesome machine. I loved it. It was not supported, and it died. So I don't know what would be different now. I don't know why Sony would want to get big, back into that. I mean, they have proven two times in a row that they cannot handle their shit when it comes to mobile. Uh, so I don't know that they have enough sea change in the management they would even want to attempt that. I, I don't see it in the cards for them right now. The only reason why it could be at least something, maybe not specifically what was rumored, which is just a streaming device, but... The rumor might be going around because of some real reason is because the Steam Deck is successful. Yeah. So like, and the second one's coming out, not Steam Deck, but another company did it. I forgot what they're mm-hmm. called. And they're making one that's like cheaper and also better. And that like whole category is starting to blow up. Yeah. Where back in the day, you and I were like, oh, it's just Nintendo for portable forever, right? No one else is going to go in, into that yeah. space. Yeah. Definitely not Microsoft. But then Microsoft jumped to... The idea of remote play, where you can play a bunch of your devices on your phones. Yeah. Um, and they built controllers for your phones and stuff. 
but the Steam Deck killed. Like, it's still doing really well. Um, you know, I, I agree with that. But I, I think the key to that um, not only has to be a good machine, but, like, Steam has, like, every game in existence on it, right? Like, it's got the most support out of any platform, the most games. So I think that is a huge, like, you know, arrow arrow in its cap no that means you're dead no feather, feather in your cap yeah, yeah, yeah there you go arrow feathers on an arrow see my brain did a wrong thing there i apologize i get it but yeah yeah so i think that's a huge thing too there's a million i mean even for me like i've even considered a steam deck because i got a bunch of shit in my steam library but everybody knows i hate playing pc but if i could play it in bed oh, okay maybe steam maybe deck is perfect for you yeah that could happen I'm, I'm waiting for them to work the bugs out i never want to go in on the first iteration i'm like you know something better is coming down in six months or whatever so well i'm i'm still i got my eye on it though well, let me put a not a pin in that. Let me redress that right now. You don't need to wait for shit. Um, I've been following the Steam Deck long enough that that shit is tight. There's no like first iteration. I know it's there's a little bit of Bradism here where like oh, yeah. I was, you're just I gotta gonna wait. wait anyhow. I gotta wait it out. I want the best. I want but the best. I, I want to like stress this because you just brought it up. There is no like broken things, bugs, blah blah. blah. Oh no, I don't think it's broken. It's just, just killing right now, and it's yeah, like yeah. performing very well. So oh yeah, yeah. Just to be clear, I don't think it's busted or anything. I'm just you know. It's always like, you know, you get the 3DS and you're like, okay, this is cool. But then like in six months, it's like, oh, it's like a slightly better one or something. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah, whole, the, the competitor, the whatever yeah. that name of that competitor one, I think that one's the better one and it's cheaper. So maybe that you should look. Maybe that one. one. Maybe yeah. that one. Uh, okay. That's it. Uh, I just wanted to bring up the rumors. I don't know why. Um, it's not a rumor mill podcast. What the hell's wrong with me? I mean, we kind of are. We a little bit are. If we are. Should we sometimes. trade off? I'm going to put some boxes yeah. aside. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So this is... Um, Okay, so I'm going to just, this is going to be a, a kind of a weird thing, folks, so stay with me, please. A weird box? A, we, a really strange box, and Carlos, you you kind of already heard a little bit about this. So last week, or this is going to be a journey, folks, so just buckle in for a second. Last week, we talked about Lords of the Fallen, right? Oh, you, I don't know where talk- this is going, but okay, yes. Yeah, you'll, 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 you'll yeah, I talked you know. about going back to it, and then yeah, I didn't like it Yeah, you talked about Lords of the Fallen. Which was the very first Souls like after Souls. Now there was talk about what was another game you played like Blade of Darkness or whatever it's called. Yeah, that was like an original OG kind of yeah, Souls yeah. game. Yeah, so there was so there were some PR claims about oh this is the original Souls and stuff. Okay, like whatever, we're not addressing that. Souls came out first. It was Demon Souls, then it was Dark Souls. Dark Souls was the one that blew up, uh, and then after that, that was when people started coming in with clones. Right, everybody and their brother. Uh, and still kind of do want a piece of that Souls action, right? We're seeing the explosion of the genre. Mm-hmm. Um, the word Souls-like came into being around about the time that Lords of the Fallen came out because prior to that, there was no reason for that word to exist, right? There there, it, there it, was there were no Souls-likes, therefore, the word didn't exist. So mm-hmm. um, we started talking about this, and you got me thinking about it, right? We, I started thinking about the timeline. I started thinking about what the the context of the era was back then. So back then, Game Critics was, we were like some of the biggest supporters of the Souls series. We went all in on Demon Souls. We were one of the first people to play it in the country. We were one of the first people to get pre-release kind of code. Um, we got like the, all the early stuff we were in. And then everybody at the site, literally everybody was like gaga over it, right? And so we all went on a Dark Souls. And like we were at the forefront of like the review sphere at that time covering this game that, you know, back then... People didn't know what it was. Oh, it's weird. It's Japanese. It's hard. What's going on? We don't know nothing about it. It hadn't really quite exploded that, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this and I go back to Lords of the Fallen, which came out in 2014. And I reviewed it. I forgot. I completely forgot that I actually reviewed it myself. I know. But you we sent were, me the review. Yeah, I sent you the review because after we talked about the show, I'm like, wait a minute. Did I, who reviewed this? What, oh, shit. It was me. And guess what the tagline of my review was in 2014? The tagline of my review was 
Souls-like. That's exactly what I said. This was the first Souls-like. I, I put it in my tagline. It's published back in 2014. I mentioned it in the review, and I know that Game Critics was one of the, the people who were like leading the charge on Souls games at that time. So I'm like, wait a minute. Is it possible? Is it possible that I, me, coined the term Souls-like? Maybe. It's crazy. Look, it's a little crazy, right? It's a big claim. It's a big ask. And so... I started doing some Google search and like I couldn't find anybody that mentioned it before me. Now, I'm not saying that this is definitive. I don't have like hardcore patented proof or anything, but I'm looking and I'm looking. I was Googling other websites. I was Googling other places, trying to scan some message boards. And I don't see anybody mentioning it before I mentioned it. Um, I believe we I believe we talked about it on the Game Critics podcast back then. And I used it for the tagline. So I think it's entirely possible that i specifically coined the term souls like now i realize that's a big that's a big thing right i know it's all a common word but like i mean someone's got to invent a word whatever word someone exists, does have to invent it, someone yeah. invented it it doesn't just come from god it doesn't just come from the ocean it doesn't come from space it's got to come from a person and why not me because that i mean all the pieces fit right we were in the game we played demon souls we were talking to the devs we were leading the charge we were reviewing the game it's we were early on it i mean it makes sense right so here's the thing here's the thing folks if you're a souls like person yourself or a souls person or you're a fan of this podcast or you're a fan of me or whatever i took it i took it to uh wikipedia actually and i talked to the people at wikipedia and i'm like hey i feel like there's a real good chance i'm the person who invented this word i don't know for sure but i feel like the pieces are in place and they're like okay cool that's a huge claim and it feels weird that you um are like bringing it up yourself because you're like Mr. Ego stroking. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. I'm like, I get it. I get it. Fair. That's totally fair. Um, You know, because if we let everybody give themselves big ups and make claims about themselves, then we'd have all sorts of crazy shit going on. I get it. Okay. So I'm like, okay, that's super reasonable. I don't know what the Wikipedia rules are. We had a long discussion about it. They were very nice. I love the people at Wikipedia. They're great. Um, And so they're like, okay, cool. If you can get people to like nominate you or you can get people to say that they think that you were the person who came up with that, that's a better establishing fact than it was you bringing up yourself. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I mean, if other people in the community remember me saying it or maybe they read about it at Game Critics first or something, that would be great. So I guess my basic. So number one, that's a weird thing to think about. Number two, just kind of a general ask out there. um, You know, if you're a Souls person, if you remember this. If you were reading Game Critics back then, if you were in Soul Circles back then, if you think that I'm the person who very likely could have coined this phrase, drop Wikipedia a line and tell them, hey, I think Brad came up with that. Because I honestly think that I did. I think there's a pretty good chance, man. A pretty good I, chance. I've also did a little research after you brought that idea Did you find up. anything? No. I've, I, here's one thing I have, a sentence. Uh, it says, it's hard to pinpoint the exact origin of the Souls-like. In reality, 2009's Demon Souls, the first part of the roughly hewn soul series that they're talking about like the actual beginning of the type of game yeah not which the I, f- word I feel itself. like it's a different different yeah uh, yeah, yeah yeah definition yeah. but i did when you were telling me about like the origin of words i did look up the um who came up with the word metroidvania oh because it? we talk about that all the time right all the time, all the time. that one actually has an answer oh, and really? it says the term metroidvania is uh two video games combined blah 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 Video game writer Scott Sharkey is credited with coining the term. Okay. Which was, uh, uh, dude, he's a long time ago. That was like a while ago. Yeah, I don't um, even remember. I remember. Yeah. It's, so it's anyways, but you're, when I type in who came up with the Souls Like, it doesn't have an answer. No. So. And, I, and I looked and no one, no one right now is credited with it, right? Like I looked and looked and looked. No one has laid claim to it. And it's not like I want to just grab this just because, but I mean, like I'm well, saying, when you put all the pieces together... 
It's you. It is. I feel like it's. I feel like it's me. I All feel right. like it's a very good chance. So, so if you're listening, if you got a friend at Wikipedia, if you remember this from back in the day, about 2014 or so, like shoot them a line and just be like, hey, I think Brad did it, or I think Game Critics did it, and I want to start building that case. Right? I need some evidence. I need some supporting evidence, um, which I think is totally reasonable and justified. So, yeah. just putting that out there in the universe. Dude, you did. That's fine. I mean, I think um, we could just say it. We're going to say it at the podcast until it becomes true, even if it wasn't. But I think it is because, again, the, it, the timeline lines up. It's like it um, totally lines up. It if does, you look at that yeah. board with all the little yarn pieces in it when they're trying to figure out like, yes, a murder the, mystery. The pins and the red yarn. If yes. you do that for Souls Like, it comes up Brad Galloway. So I go. feel like it kind of does, man. It does. Like that. Awesome okay. journey. That was an awesome journey. Thank you for taking us on it. You bet. Thanks um, for coming. And uh, yeah, and that's the answer at the end of the detective board there we go but we go. along those lines of souls like stuff uh from soft has said they're a-okay with this uh, game developer uh by the name of lilith making a ps1 um you know the demake kind of games uh-huh. uh lilith made a ps1 demake of uh bloodborne but also made a kart racer oh bloodborne kart yes yes, yes yeah yes, yes, yes. and then from soft was like that's awesome. We're not going to stop you. Oh, good. I love Isn't it. Isn't that when cool? People, yes. I love it when people embrace it. Yeah. Because that's coming from a place of love, motherfuckers. That means that's that's devotion right there. It's a lot of work. I mean, you it do looks not make so a, legit. You don't make a fucking entire kart racer based off Bloodborne unless you love the fuck out of that game. I'm glad that they embraced it yeah. and didn't try to like, you know, uh, whatever that DM, what are they, DMA, what are they? What's that thing where they slap you down? DMCA. DMCA. Is that, right? is that what yeah, it's called? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Nintendo does it like every five fucking seconds. So fuck yeah. Nintendo. I'm I glad that they're it embracing it. Yes. Good. Excellent. That's great soft. news. Doing yes. good news. Okay. Any more boxes on your end? I have two more small ones. I got a couple more. A couple more. I got uh, heads up. Vampire Survivors, one of the favorite games of this podcast, has just come out with another DLC. Their second DLC. It's called Tides of the Foscari. Uh, I think it's. I don't think it's free. I think it's like another one or two dollars or you something. You get to buy that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 super cheap. It's really minimal. Uh, but they add another new map. There's a bunch of new characters, new unlocks, new weapons. Again, this isn't something that's like turning Vampire Survivors on its head. It's not like you know a whole new way of looking at the game. But if you love the game, and I do, and if you want to just uh, get some more of that, go for it. I I jumped in. Um, I did the new level, which is pretty fun. Uh, and I unlocked a couple of the characters. And I'm just kind of working through it. So, you know, if you like Vampire Survivors and you want more, it is absolutely more. And I think it's great. It's really fun. Um, if you didn't care for it, this is not going to change your mind. But I, I love that this game is still going. It just won, you know, best game at the BAFTAs recently, uh, which was amazing. And I think that uh, it's it's a really good thing to just jump in for half an hour a couple times a week when you want to just kick back. You don't got to remember the lore. You don't got to remember anything except for just power up, man. It's like a really, really, really fun incredible simple game and now there's more of it so cool there you go yep yep um quick shout out to my wife so we only have one ps5 in the house right because i just feel like there's not enough uh we're, we're like the xbox house my son my wife and i we each have our own xbox and we just play together because we're a video game family like hardcore we always have been so that's cool but i did not see the need for all of us to have a ps5 i, I just don't think there's enough games out there for all of us to warrant having our own so i just got one and it usually sits with me because I'm the game reviewer guy, the editor. Um, but, you know, my wife recently was on a kick of, uh, of going on some PS5 games. So I, I, I brought it over to her side of the room, set it up for her. And we talked about, you know, she went through, uh, what was it, Death Stranding. And she went through... Last uh, of Us. Last of Us. Yeah, that's what it was. And so I'm like, okay, well, it's over here now. Let's, let's just get all the PlayStation stuff knocked out before I move it back over because it's kind of a hassle. 
So she is now playing Days Gone. And I'm like, yes, I'm so, you know, you love Days Gone. I love Days Gone. Um, I'm excited for her because I wanted her to play this for a while. I knew she would like it. So we started up. She got into it. And like, dude, I know we don't got to talk about this because we did like an entire podcast. We did a whole this. show. On we it. did a whole show on this. But like I'm sitting there on the couch next to her watching her play Days Gone. And I'm like, fuck, this game is so good, dude. I fucking love this game. The performances are fucking great. And you never hear about the performances. You never hear about the voice acting. You never hear about the story. All you ever hear about this game is like it ran like shit on PS4. Okay, granted, but it runs like like butter on PS5. And just like Deacon and Boozer and all the other characters that you go through and just like the shit you do. I'm like, ah, so good. I so fucking good. love that game, dude. So good. So just quick two seconds. If you've never played Days Gone and you got a PS5, fucking go play that goddamn game. That game is fucking so dope, dude. Best bike physics ever, too. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck, so fun to ride the bike, dude. Yeah. So fun. And uh, anyway. it's amazing. All right, cool. Love that game. Um, I got one more thing, or do you want to go first? Uh, I have two boxes. One is actually bigger than I thought. Uh, the small okay. box, real quick, is, uh, speaking of Steam, as we did earlier, I didn't know that you get points for Steam things. You do? Like the same as in the Nintendo eShop? Well, I'll tell you what you can spend them on in a second, but you okay. get points for buying things. Okay. And I've never looked at my points ever. You have like uh, nine million. I have seventy thousand. That's that sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot, but the problem is, is I went to the store and th- I was hoping it'd be like I don't know merch, you know, like some cool like video game T shirts or something. Sure. Which I think they should do because I would one hundred percent do that. Why not? Um, and an incentive to buy more stuff. But it was basically just like stickers and background profile stuff for your profile. And just like I, online virtual goods. Yeah, but for my pro my Steam profile, who, I don't show that to anybody. Who like clicks no one on sees that? that. Yeah, yeah. So I so I spend them because I you know they're there. What'd you get? I bought a Cult of the Lamb, uh, like animated, you know, thing. That's so that's my like picture now, and then some background of like a little cat and cyber future kind of thing and a robot. I was like, okay, cool, but like, who's seeing that? Nobody. How often do you even look at your own profile? Like, I don't even look don't at my even own profile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't so, show up like when you boot up Steam or anything? No, I, don't, I think I have to go to it. It's I, I see my little head, my little Cult of Lamb heads moving around. It's just like, it was a letdown. I was like, uh, oh, I've been sp- I've been buying games for years on this damn thing. And you can't trade them in for, you can't trade the points in for just games, right? No, I'd love to just get a gift card too, you know, or something, but nothing. Yeah. It just feels like it's fucking pointless. So oh, that sucks. frustrated with that with Steam anyways. Bummer. Um, and then my Blast Box, I'll just open it right now because we're here. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it's a it's a little bit of an annoying thing, but we'll see what happens. Um, I mentioned it to you offline, but Redfall announced that they're going to launch oh, their yeah. game. Uh, you know, one of the big exclusives for Xbox um, yeah. at 30 frames per second, and very very baffling to everybody because it's a very fast game. I've watched it in action, and um, sure, this is the four player co op shooter, right? It's a With vamp- vampire themes. Yeah, I don't know if it's four. It's is it just I don't know how many. Oh, is it not four player? Am I thinking of a different? It's a lot of players. I, I forgot if there's a specific number. Okay, but vampires, first vampire shooter, yeah, stuff, yeah, multiplayer looter shooter type thing. Uh, first person, really fast, like lots of cool cool powers, and it, I I'm ex- excited by it. Like I really want to try it out. But anyways, it, I'm guessing that they're launching at 30 frames. I still think it's like insane and wrong to do, but because of Xbox Series S, right? Is it is it an Xbox exclusive? It's an Xbox exclusive, but the point is they have so Series it must be S. S. Yeah, I think you might be right. So they're trying to like make sure they can launch on both systems. I think we've seen Cyberpunk do that 
in a bad way, right? Mm-hmm. They like mm-hmm. rushed it out so they can get it for PS4, but it was just broken. So I think they should just wait. I, don't, I mean, they've already waited fucking forever and pushed it back, but it just seems crazy to me, and it brings up another discussion. Well, first off, what do you think of that? Like, that's kind of. I mean, weird. I, you know, I, I, I don't. I, I feel. What am I struggling for words here? I think I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that if this is supposed to be a big, high-profile thing, that they should take the time to do it right. And if they're launching at thirty because the S is holding it back. I mean, I guess all I can say is, number one, that kind of sucks. And number two, I hope it looks great at 30, even though 60 would be better. Um, But also, the other thing I was going to say was, to be perfectly honest, and this is not an insult or a slam in any way, I don't hear anybody talking about Redfall. So maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea to hold it back for another six months to optimize so you can get 60 on the S. I don't, you know, like, I don't hear anybody clamoring for it. I I don't see people being like, where's Redfall? I mean, I think people kind of forgot about it. Well, so maybe it would be okay to like get it in shape before you launch it. Different circles are talking about it all the time and are every they? day. Okay. Yeah. Nobody in my circle. Oh, let me say that. Nobody in my immediate circle is, is talking about Redfall. Right. I think the the main people who are talking about it are Xbox, you know, fans and the fact that they have been wanting an exclusive. They want something to say, you know, this is why I bought the system. Uh, which I, I mean, I again bought it because we have to play every game. That's part of our our deal, right? Um but I, yeah, I would I would love a first party brand new thing to play on Xbox, and people are excited for it for that, you know. And because Starfield got pushed, and so yeah, yeah, they're yeah, waiting yeah, for yeah. it. And also, it just looks fun. It looked it, to me, it does look really fun. So, anyways, that's frustrating. They said they're going to do a patch later on, sure, like after it launches sure. to make it sixty. It's what um, you do these days, I guess. But I've never. I don't think we've ever seen a game do a patch for a frame rate for FPS. Maybe we have. Didn't didn't uh, what you call Cyberpunk do that? Were they was the frame rate ever? I think you could always make the options. In I mean, the I'm, not the, I'm not the expert, but I, I feel like they patched it to fix the frame rate. I, mean, I could be imagining that, I could right? Be but my point is, they didn't like not let you do it. So this is they're, they're going to launch this at locked at thirty, meaning sure, you can't even sure, try sure. to go above it. Right. So I'm, I'm pretty sure Cyberpunk, you could just like fucking try and like eat shit. Um, <laughs> okay, I bring this up. Okay, so that kind of is weird and sucky. But then secondly. Uh, I'll talk about this later in the show, but I went back to Ghostwire Tokyo because it came back out on Game Pass. Yeah, it did. But with extra kind of like a different mode that they kind of was exclusive, I think, yeah, for Xbox. Spider's Thread or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, it's a perfect time for me to go back to it. I'll talk about it later in the show. But that also has some weird frame rate stuff, which again, we talked about this so many times, but I'm just so frustrated to this time period we are in technology where we have to pick performance or quality. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah. Ghostwire is very weird because it's like six options. It's like performance, quality, quality balanced, meaning like a little bit performance. Um, super quality, meaning like performance is real bad, but it looks really good. <laughs> when you don't move. <laughs> yeah, it's like it looks beautiful, but you can't you one frame per second. Yes, yeah, um, screenshot the fuck out of this bad boy. Yes, just for screenshots. And then the, the one that I picked that I thought was going to be great, Flickered. It straight well, that up does, flickered. That doesn't sound good. That no, terrible. I can't believe it's like they actually launched with it. Like I don't remember that when I played it in the PlayStation. Again, not just throwing, not trying to throw stones, but I've never seen it flicker. I've so, never heard of flickered anywhere. That's that's ridiculous. It it's happens like, right now. I, I could take a screenshot or can do a video. I mean, I believe you. you. I'm just like, why would you even bother doing that? But it, it but it, and, and again, it showed up on Xbox. I'd never seen that uh, thing. I bring it up because again, you know, I'm just so tired of picking the options. I don't want the options. I don't options. like it either, man. I'm with you. I hate the options. I. It's funny you say that because we will talk about Ghostwire this episode, but 
I just started playing. I didn't even look at the options, honestly. I just turned it on and started playing, and then uh, I, I missed the Flickr thing. I'm going to have to go back and check it out. Oh, because you're playing on Xbox 2, then. I was playing on Xbox 2, yeah. Wait, yeah. which mode do you remember picking? Whatever the whatever the stock mode is, I didn't I didn't tweak that. I just jumped right into it, so I didn't I didn't bother. Uh, I don't know what the stock looking. mode is. I think it's just I don't know quality. Either. I'm not sure. It might be quality, which means you're playing a very slower frame rate, but whatever. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Uh, that's all I have. That's all I that's have. That's all you got. And then, did I have anything else? Oh yeah, just really quickly, um, quick. I don't know. I guess mention of Warhammer 40k. Tacticus. I've been kind of jonesing for a Warhammer game. I mean, this I like Warhammer in general. You know, I like Warhammer stuff, mo- mostly 40k. Um, and I was really excited for Blood Bowl, which I realize is not 40k, but it's pretty close. And I love Blood Bowl. But Blood Bowl 3 was uh, it launched as a janky ass mess. I couldn't even finish the tutorial because it was so buggy. So I stopped. I'll come back to it in six months when they fix it and, you know, all that stuff. My usual my usual jam. Uh, but but I got fired up for a Warhammer thing and I was like, oh, yeah, I got the Warhammer Jones and I, I, I got to play some Warhammer stuff now. There's nothing to play. So I knew that Tacticus was on mobile, which I was like, oh, mobile. But I needed something to play because I just I needed that taste. Right. I needed mm-hmm. the big shoulder pads, the big guns, the chainsaws on the rifles and stuff. So I'm like, OK, I'll check it out. And like it starts off OK. There's a little bit of a story mode, which whatever, because you don't come to 40K for the story. You come for like the tactical action. And it's interesting because on mobile, you start with a team of like a couple people and the maps are super small. They're they're basically the size of your phone screen. And so it's like micro tactics, which I think is kind of a cool thing. Each map only takes you three or four turns. So it goes really fast, which I think is really important for a mobile game. Small fast compact you don't want to do any like big campaign shit because you know you're doing it while you're in line at the bank or where you're uh you know parked at the at the mall or something like you know you got five minutes somewhere you don't have 45 minutes somewhere right yeah so i'm like okay cool this is all right but it's so choked full of the usual um just fucking mobile shit that makes mobile so awful like every five seconds there's a big window that comes up like oh buy this treasure box for 99 dollars, best value or oh here's a season pass buy this thing and oh there's a new character buy these shards buy these gems buy these coins buy this resource and i'm like fuck dude yeah like it's so bad but here's the here's the kicker like i, I expected that right i expected that um and so I, I go back into the thing and i'm like okay well, i'm gonna ignore this stuff and i'm gonna just like play the game and see if i like the game and I start playing and I back out because I was going to look at one of the other options. It was like, oh, buy this character for $5. I'm like, okay, well, let me check this out. Didn't buy it. And then when I came back, I, <laughs> you're going to think I'm joking, dude, but I'm not. There's so much shit in this game. So many menus and windows and pop-ups and all this stuff. When I got out of the little sales screen and I tried to get back to the place where you actually play the game, I could not find it. What? I was like, where do I play this game? I there's I went through like six or seven different pages. Each one has a couple tabs. I'm like, wait, where's the where's the thing that I was? Where's the game? There's a sale and there's upgrades and there's a guild and there's news. Where the fuck is the game? Oh I literally goodness. could not find the game, dude. I, I flipped and flipped and flipped and flipped and flipped. Started getting pissed off. I was just about to fucking delete it when I'm like, okay, I'll just take five. I'm gonna come back in a minute. Came back and when I reloaded the game, like the I could find it again. But I'm like, dude, you don't dare get away from that screen because you can't find it again. It it disappears. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, anyway, garbage, frustrating. I'll probably delete it today because I just I can't put up with that shit. But man, I want to play some 40k. Yeah, while well, you played, I mean, to be truthful, you played every other 40k game. That I have, exists. but I need a new one, man. It's okay. like you know, just like you, like when you get in that zone, you need that thing that scratches that itch That's and you true. can't find it. That's I need that true. 40k scratch, man. Well, it's not gonna be with that. Nope. Um, but Jesus. before we leave housekeeping, because you brought that up, 
I also played a mobile game. Oh, uh, no. Mighty Doom. <clears throat> Mighty Doom? What's that? Do you have not heard about it? Oh, my goodness. It's going you mean all the over. the old one from way back in the day? I don't know. It's brand new. It's from Bethesda, but uh, developed by Alpha Dog Games. Anyways, it's going around Twitter all over the place. No, I haven't heard anything about it. So it's like a cutesy, you know, chibi version of like a, a Doom guy. What is Doom guy just called Doom guy? I guess so. Doom Slayer, Doom guy. I don't know. Whatever. And, uh, you know, of course, it's the monetization thing. You can like buy a bunch of different avatars, whatever. And I was like just ready to write it off, but everybody was talking about it. It was like really fun to play. So I, I picked it up. And very similar to what you just said, um, the main game is kind of fun. It's like top-down view. Uh, you know, it's that full bullshit kind of um, controller that's floaty, you know, where you just oh, put your gross, the somewhere. virtual controller? Yeah. Nasty. Nasty. I generally hate those. Um, it, it didn't, I, you know, it was okay. There's a couple buttons that show up sometimes for, like, oh, you know, power-ups. I know, I know. The, all of it makes me mad, too. But, but it's up and down, so, like, top uh, you bottom to top, right? So you're going towards the top. <laughs> yes. Does that make sense? It does. It just sounds <laughs> like kind of sexy for a minute there, yeah. But keep going. Okay. Anyways, and so it's instantly fun because it's auto shooting. So you just are moving around. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, wait. This is fucking fun as shit. You're hitting buttons every once in a while. I'm still with that virtual controller slipping, you know, into the screen sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But in general, it's fucking fun. And then when you get melee kills, you can go up to the people and get your health back. So it's very much like the original. Oh, yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or the new remake Doom. Yeah, the first remake, yeah. Uh Uh And then there's some bosses, and it's a roguelike, which means, like, you get better and better and whatever. But I was beating some bosses, and I was like, okay, wait, is this just good? And then there's kind of artificial difficulty spikes you know, bold, spongy bosses where... Do you need five bucks to get past it? Well, I think you need money. I think you need to pay money at some point. But, like, I just start feel, felt feeling myself, like, going back to the menu, having to grind, and just feeling like it's, yeah, artificial in the way that they want you to um, <clears throat> power up or whatever. So I did stop playing it because it was fun at the beginning, but then I was like, well, I don't want to spend, you know, money to to be able to beat this boss quicker. Sure, sure, sure. Well, but, I haven't heard of it, but I'll check it out. I mean, I do need something to play on the phone, and I think I'm going to I'm gonna bail on Tacticus, so maybe I'll give it a shot, but uh, I'll probably play it for five minutes and, and delete too, so we'll see. It is that kind of a thing, like the mobile game world, for, especially for you and I on this podcast. Nothing can win us over, man. No, man. Like, no, it's no, just, no. ugh. Okay. It's just that world is just not for us, dude, at all. So I want it, by the way, I would like it to be at once in a while because I'm in a line somewhere or on a bus. I wouldn't mind, right? But I'm just saying yeah, it hasn't yeah, yet. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. That's all I got. You got anything else? Nope. Let's do the show. Let's do the show. All right, folks. We are getting into the main content of the show here. We are going to kick things off with Carlos as we usually do. He brings, as he usually does. A mystery game. I have literally no idea what this is. This is the first I'm hearing it right alongside you and the listening audience. Carlos, what is your mystery RPG? Well, I watch a lot of YouTube, and YouTube uh, people show me games I don't know about or old games that I had forgotten. And someone was playing, you know, great clickbaity title like Skyrim-like game you've never played. I was like, okay, got to play it. That's Carlos bait right there. Yeah, it is. And so it's uh, Dark Messiah of Might and Magic. Oh, wow. I haven't thought about that in years. I'm, I feel like it came out for console as well, but it's on Steam. It's by Arcane. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, I remember this one. It's not that old, is it? It came out... Oh, oh maybe I'm wrong. How? how do you you're know wrong. Year? 2006. 2006. Or even but, before, I think. I, at the Steam version, 2006. I feel like 
it was a console game I never picked up. It was, but I feel like they just did a version. Okay, I mean, time is relative. We're stuck in a loop, and I'm old, so maybe I'm thinking of a different game, but I feel like this one had a redone version not too long. I'm going to look it up. You keep talking. Keep talking. I don't think it does because I'm playing the one on Steam, and it's Dark Messiah of Might and Magic, and it's uh, it's clunky. <laughs> so, okay, all right. Anyways, it, I, uh, I watched him play it, and what was interesting about it, I just bring it to the show quickly to say that it is interesting. It is weird. I'd actually rather play it on console, but you, from I have an Xbox Series X and PS5. Both those, it's not available. Hmm. Um, I know Xbox okay. is backwards compatible yeah. or whatever, but we can look what it came out for. Maybe you can check that out real quick. But Sure. Yeah, look it up. I think it was on console. I thought it was on console, and I, I kept remember seeing, like, was a PS2 game maybe, I want to say, and I would always, like, almost buy it in the store, and they never did. Um, uh, let's see, 360, Dark Messiah of Might and Magic, Elements on 360. Elements, is that different? That's the subtitle, just the subtitle for consoles, what they're saying. I'm looking at uh, Wikipedia right now. Okay, so then if it's for 360 and it's uh, Xbox is backwards compatible, it's not digitally available, If but if I had this disc, I could probably It probably play would it. work. Yeah, it says 360, so it may not be in the store, but you might be able to play uh, it, so 360. I think, because basically the, the button mapping for PC... And the mm-hmm. controller was pretty rough. Um, okay. Like, I really was not having a good time with it. So I feel like I'd love to play it on an actual console. But it's fun. I think that it's wonky. It's corny. It's a little sexy. A little Really? Yeah, a little spicy at times. Okay. Um, with a lady and, like, over, like, gratuitous spicy, you know. Are we talking, like, orc shit or what? No, like, there's a lady who helps you. She's supposed to be your companion, but she's oh, also, okay. like, very buxomy. All right, I thought you were talking about like some curvaceous gnomes or some shit that popped up or whatever. No, that's very inventive of you. I didn't. I know I wasn't thinking of that. Anybody listening, you can have that idea for free. Go there for you it. go, curvaceous gnomes. Also a good podcast name. That would sell. I bet that would sell on Steam, dude. That would sell some copies. Maybe that should be our podcast name instead. We could. We could do that. Curvaceous gnomes it. is very good. Right. Um, anyways, so it's fun. It's wonky. It's fun. I say wonky because it, uh, unlike some of the other games, but like Skyrim, it uses physics. So, you know, when you hit somebody or kick somebody, they go fly and like ragdoll. And it's just fun. Um, in the very first town, they're like, they specifically say, don't fight the guards. It won't end well, you know? I appreciate the warning. I know. I like the warning. But of course, immediately I saw, it's almost like they are baiting you to do it. There's a guard like near a bridge, you know, or on the bridge. Did you fight him? No, I just kicked him off of it. Because oh. <laughs> you have kick button. Like the kick. Did he just like fall in the water and die? Yeah, he went like ragdoll physics, flew off. and That's funny. But they actually like hard quit the game on you. Like they don't let you just take everybody out like a Skyrim. Oh. So they will like stop you if it's gone too far, which is weird. But um, in general, though, there's a lot of box physics and like, you know, uh, objects in the environment you can throw. Yeah. <laughs> After I, I um, there was a guy who died and it was like one of our one of ours, you know, like a, a friend. As soon as he died, I like, picked the body up and threw it off the, like the ledge <laughs> just, to, just to see if anyone would comment on that. Awesome. Um, so it's just kind of a fun, weird game. It's like $3 on Steam. Oh, wow. Okay. And if you're looking for like a Skyrim funny type game from old days, uh, I say check it out. It's like I'm having fun with it. That sounds like a good time if you're in the mood for that. Yeah. It's, right it's totally up Carlos's alley. Although now uh, that I know a 360 uh, version is existing, I'm going to play it probably on that. 
Yeah, it's pro- I bet it runs better on, on PC, though. They probably patched it up and stuff. It's probably a better experience there. But and I bet you if you I find could, it, though. Well, I was going to say, I'm going to go to Amazon. I bet you it's like 30 cents or something, right? Probably. You get a disc of that. If you get just the disc, you don't care about the box and stuff. Oh, I don't care about the box at all, yeah, as long as the 50. disc isn't like totally scratched up. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Remember when yeah. that was a thing? Because we back in the day, kids, um, which I guess you can still maybe do a GameStop, but like we would go back and bring our old games to get new ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. I guess you can still do that. I haven't been to a GameStop in years, though, so I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. All right. Anyways, that's it. I'm just bringing it. It's interesting. And uh, it's fucking $40? What? It says renewed. Go on eBay, dude. Go on eBay. You'll get it for five bucks, I bet you. Yeah, but why is Amazon selling for $40? Uh, Who knows, man? Amazon's got some whack-ass prices, man. That's whack. Yeah. I I, I don't understand Amazon's prices. I know they got all this technology and robots and shit, but like when you go there, sometimes that stuff is so jacked. Like I get these type of muffins. I love Jiffy. You ever have Jiffy muffins? The old blue box? You ever have those? I don't think so. Oh, man. those. I grew up on those. They've been around since like 1920s or something. Old-ass fucking brand. And they've never been more than like 50 or 75 cents a box. And you go on uh, Amazon, it's like $12 a box. I'm like, what? These are, <laughs> those are 50 cents, motherfucker. I don't know what the algorithm's doing with some of that stuff, but it's jacked. So go to, go to eBay. You'll get it for like five bucks. I bet you. I well, bet you. Know, I, I just like there's multiple listings and it is like eBay because they're all like, they're all like $40 each. So maybe it's like nah, a hard game to can, find. Nah, you get that shit cheaper, dude. I, I bet. I betcha. I betcha. All right. Anyway. Okay. Moving on. Yep. Let me talk for a minute here. I got a couple of games. First, I'm going to talk about a game called Gemini, which uh, just came out on the Switch. Uh, I did not realize this at the time, uh, but it is a remake or a port of a game that came out on mobile seven years ago. So this is a very old game. Uh, it doesn't look it, though. I mean, it looks very sharp. Cool, cool graphics. Um, basically, okay, so I don't know what the story is exactly. Like, I guess you're a star... And then there's another star, and I guess you're friends, and you got to go somewhere and do something, I guess. Perfect. There's not, yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those stories. I get they it don't, They don't give you much to go on. They don't say much about it. And to be perfectly honest, I was very confused about what I was even doing when I started the game. Like, you, you open the game. It's just like one of those artistic, really, like, mood games. And I see the star, and I'm, like, pushing things. I'm like, what is even happening? Like, I don't even, like, it took me a minute. And I figured out, oh, okay, so all you can do is move left and right. That's all. So, like, remember the apps back in the day, you know, seven years ago? Uh, a lot of them are just really, really simple, as I guess we, we just talked about now. Maybe they still are simple, where you just push left and right. It took me a minute to figure that out. And then I, I figured this out. And then what you have to do, and again, this was not clear from the beginning, you have to, like, keep your star close to the other star. And then you got to, like, maintain by using left and right. And if you're in proximity... You will rise and move around the screen. And if you get too far, then you kind of fall. That's all this game is. Um, I didn't really have a good understanding of what it was beforehand. And to be honest, I didn't have a good understanding once I started. So they don't tell you anything about it. Um, But I did not play it for very long because all you're doing is literally pushing left and right, making a star, which just looks like a glowing ball. Uh, You're keeping it close to another star. And then the stuff on the screen kind of scrolls by and it's very artistic looking. And to be perfectly frank with you, I almost put me to sleep. I was really tired. And I'm like, this is, I mean, I was in bed and I'm like, what's going on? I'm pushing left and right. And I'm watching this glowing light on my screen. And I'm like, I was going to say, to be fair, you were in bed and you were like ready to go to bed. So, yeah, I mean, I was there, but like, I, 
I don't fall asleep playing games. I mean, I, I play games and then I, I put them down. So the fact that I just about fell asleep playing this one kind of says how laid back and mellow it is. Yeah. Um, I didn't finish it. I didn't play it very long. It did not keep my interest. I just thought that moving the, the ball left and right was not enough of gameplay for me. So I, I bounced pretty quickly. But if you want something that looks pretty nice and you like stars and you like friends and you like moving left and right, this one has all those things. So I wonder if we have this, if we can stop saying that. I, we've been doing this podcast for years and like at the end I think both of us do this and I'm just being like like looking at the podcast through a third person or something but we're like yeah I didn't like it and then we finish with but if you like uh, sure. going left to right and almost falling asleep this is for this you this is the game for you <laughs> we do that for everyone like I go like this game whatever I nope out in two seconds but hey if you like a game that you might nope out on in two seconds, this is for this you. Is if you like you. noping out, this is for you. I guess every game could be for everybody. We've said yeah, that before. It's, it's true. true. It's true. But maybe we should take some stances, man. 2023, Carlson and Brad just don't add that afterwards. I guess. I feel like I'm going to break that already, though. I feel I like I'm already. Let's, let's see if we can it. finish it for the rest of the episode. Let's just see. I already. I, oh, man. Let's I'm just not see. Not gonna put money on it. Okay. Do you have another Next game? game? One more game. Then I'll let's try it with this one. Let's here. try it with this one. It's not gonna work. Let's try it. Uh, Barrow Trauma. B A R O T R A U M A. This is a two D ant farm style game. I played this on PC. So this was the other PC game I got a while ago. Uh, two that looked really interesting to me. The last one was uh, what was the name of that game? It's called Lost. Oh fuck! It's really good. What was the game I looked? The Pale Beyond, mm. which was awesome. Uh, I do want to get back to that one. I didn't finish it. I will come back to it. Uh, and this was the other one, Barrow Trauma, which I thought was really interesting looking. Um, this is apparently has been in development for like nine years, which I didn't know at the time. Um, I wow. guess it's been had a lot of feedback from the community. It's been going back and forth. So that to me already is a little bit of a concern because I don't mean to paint in broad strokes here, but like when you have a game that's been in development for that long, and if you've taken feedback from the community for that long, what that suggests to me is you've created this kind of like symbiosis, right? Like you probably have people who are very familiar with your game and you are familiar with your game. So like the feedback you're getting is from people who are kind of already invested. And so whenever they suggest changes or tweaks or balancing, you're kind of doing it to the audience that's already in, right? Yeah. And so like it kind of becomes this kind of closed loop. And then when someone like me, who is from the outside and doesn't know anything about your game, walks into that loop, I'm like, whoa, I feel like I shouldn't be here. This is not a place for me. I've walked into a strange environment and now I need to leave. It's almost like a Kickstarter game, right? Like a kind of. Indiegogo yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. Something like that. So uh, all I knew was like, okay, so here's the, here's the, the pitch. You're, you're in sci-fi submarines on, I want to say it's like a moon of Jupiter that's all like toxic ocean or something. And there's like a colony there. And so everybody who lives on this moon has a submarine. That's how business and life gets done over there. And I love ant farm games and I love like sim type games, but this is more of a multiplayer co-op game. And I asked PR ahead of time. I'm like, yo, so I know for a fact, I'm not going to play this with anybody, but is there a single player mode? If there is, I will try it. If there is not, I'm not going to try it. And they're like, yeah, there is a single player mode. Uh, and to be fair, the, the PR person is like, he's like, but be warned, it's balls fucking hard. And I'm like, okay, well, hard doesn't scare me as long as I feel like it's done well. I mean, I've played the hardest games out there and had a good time. Um, it just depends on if it, if it clicks with me or if I'm in the mood or, you know, if it makes sense or something. So I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. The one player mode. Okay, no, this is like a one player mode that like, 
it's it's one of those one player modes where it's like yeah our game totally doesn't work like this but you can do it if you want to but not really um it was a real struggle so basically you're inside the submarine and they don't tell you a lot of stuff they give you a very basic tutorial but i don't think it was really well done i got stuck a couple times i didn't understand what's going on the graphics are really 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 like over detailed like it's it's hard to read on screen uh, you're not sure like 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 everything you can interact with and so think about being a submarine side view there's like levers and wheels and pulleys and knobs and boxes and switches and doors and like everything can click on and everything can be moved and you have a bunch of tools and you know i guess it's supposed to be one of those like lovers in a dangerous space time type jams where, i was gonna say it looks like that yeah 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 where like you have a team and i didn't realize this but like you can have up to 16 people on a submarine i'm like oh dude that's like Okay, that's a very specific thing you're going for and more power to you, but that's that's so far from where I'm at right now. Like I'm in no way I'm not even in, in the parking lot of the ballpark where you're playing this game, right? Like I'm not even I'm just driving by on the highway outside. I'm not even stopping for this one. Yeah. Um it was really difficult to play single player. I couldn't get it to work. It was really confusing. I felt it was too detailed. Um, you know, but like I said, I bet the people who have been following or who kickstarted this game or whatever for nine years, I bet they love it. And I bet the developers love that they love it, and they probably are are tailoring the game to make it good for those people. And if you're one of those people, great. Um, but man, I was just like, I was so out on this game. It was too much for me, too detailed, too confusing, too complicated, and I my brain was melting down. And I'm like, this is, this is not for me. I will say also one one obviously bad thing for me was when you move the the mouse. Um, you move it a certain way and the screen instantly zooms in because they think you want to click on something. Like let's say you see a tool on a desk and you want to grab the tool. So you move the mouse, the whole screen zooms in fast so that you can grab that wrench or tool or whatever. Um, but that motion of the screen zooming in made me so fucking sick, dude. I was like, Oh, like every time you move the fucking mouse, zoom, 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 and zoom back, zoom in, zoom back, zoom in. I was like, Oh, my stomach holy shit i could not put up with it so um i had a pretty negative experience with bear trauma but i will say again knowing what i know about it now after i've tried it i can definitely say that i'm not in this basket um if you've got 15 friends and you love you know again okay i'm not gonna do it you for did me it. This now is, you're doing it right no, now no, I'm, stopping, I'm stopping i'm stopping i'm stopping i will say i was not the customer for this one and i had a pretty miserable time with it um but so there's that and i really really want to say i want to put something happy at the end of it but i won't there you go see i knew you were gonna say it too but i'll i'll do it for you kind you do of it for me yeah um but i i won't because i we're supposed to stop doing it but i will say i'm, I'm looking at the pictures of it it reminds me of um fallout shelter yeah that's kind of what got me into it i like the look of it like in screen yes shows. yeah uh but it seems like it's a fallout shelter multi like massive multiplayer game and I don't want that at all. Like, I don't have that many friends to, to play online. Even if I knew that many people, which I do, I'm not going to play with that many people. No. Um, so this is not for me, and I'm running away. Yeah. And, and and just to circle back, like, I don't want to give the impression that, like, I pick games to bash on them. I absolutely don't. You know, like, I, I look at these screenshots, and the screenshots, um, you know, without knowing more about it, without knowing firsthand, because sometimes you can't know. Sometimes you just don't know until you try, right? And so... I'm like, okay, cool, 2D, I like 2D, I like the ant farm stuff, I like the Fallout Shelter kind of idea of managing a base or something, I like like a lot of these things are checking my box, but you never know until you try like how that actually plays out yep. when you're doing it, and then yep. it's like, okay, it either clicks or it doesn't, and unfortunately this one didn't click, I am not the person for this, but I could easily imagine a world where I could have clicked with this, like if it was easier 
clearer if it was turn-based perhaps or you know if it was if it was not what it was i could see that there was a reason for me to like this um it just it just didn't work out so i want to give people i want i don't want to give the wrong impression right like i'm not i'm not hunting for games to bash and i don't want some here's here's what i really don't want i want someone to say well you didn't read the steam description why'd you even try it oh you should have known it's not for you okay but sometimes they are you know like you never know you just you just don't know and especially since there was a single player campaign. I'm like, oh, so maybe this is, maybe this is the the good end for me. You know, you you never know. You got to try. You got to try. I get it, but you just did it. By the way, you you sneakily Damn did it. it. I you didn't mean sure to. Did. I didn't you mean sure did. You sure did. I was yeah. listening to it the whole time. You're like, oh, he's doing it. He's doing his ending. I'm not trying to do it, <laughs> but he's doing it. Here's here's the point. Here's the point. Every game could be for everybody. That's true. We like everything going in. We already we try. Could, that is, we go with a good attitude. Already, yes. we can say that, right? That's, so if you know that, the, the whole podcast can be us going like, "Nope, I didn't like it," or "I liked it," because we are always going to try to like it. Because why the fuck would we be playing it? So everything right. you said is correct. Like you, okay. there's a lot of screenshots that I'm looking at right now. They're like Fallout New Vegas or Fallout Shelter. I love it, right? Yeah. Um, so that's okay. that's a good encapsulation. You, I think you summed it up perfectly there. The, the unspoken thing behind this entire podcast should be we go into every game wanting to like it. That's, I think that's exactly true. it, yeah. And then, yeah. then we can not have to do our uh, a thing at the end. Okay, there you go. I'm going to try. nailed it. All right, here we go. Over to Carlos. Here we go. Divinity Original Sin 2, which has been out for a while. I kind of liked it. I didn't play too much, but I know uh, you were kind of in the mood for something like this. Tell us about revisiting Div Sin 2. Yeah, I've been hungry for an RPG. I especially love the RPG genre which is um it's an isometric view but you can do whatever you want which is like you know old school ultima uh i liked the original i played divinity original sin uh one i played two two's better i think in every way um and you know everything that you remember about this game or if you don't remember uh it's a turn-based rpg top-down view Uh, you can kind of do whatever you want and it's one of those games that actually does mean that meaning you can be sneaky. You can um, talk people out of things. It's like a tabletop RPG in that way, where you can kind of, you know, play this game how you want to play it. Uh, to a point, because the combat, there's many different difficulty levels, but on normal, the combat's tough. And yes, I remember that. It stops you from doing playing the game how you want to play it. And that's when I revisited it because I was in, in hungry for this kind of a game. I played the tutorial level which we talk a lot about how tutorial levels are bad, or they can be, this one's great. Like, it's so fucking good. If you remember, you're on a boat, and you're just trying to escape the boat. And it basically is a tutorial, because as you go through this boat, you learn how to fight, you learn how to pick up things, you learn how to throw things. There's, like, kind of physics in the world, too. And it just feels so fun. It's like, oh, I could do anything. Old school Ultima style. But, like, I can pick up anything. I can combine things. I can talk my way out of things or I can fight. And when you finish a tutorial, you feel really good. You're like, this is definitely the kind of game I'm into. At least I felt that way. But then the minute you get to the first, like, you know, landmass where there's like a town and you've got to escape the town. One, it isn't an open game because you're stuck in the town and you can't leave. Right. 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 When you meet characters, this is what I remember. I remember why I stopped it. You know, we obviously go like, why did I stop a game? Because I love everything about this. Yeah. So you can't leave the town. That's all your problem. And two, everybody you meet that could be a party member, they have a certain style, like a magician, or you know, rogue, thief, whatever. But when you talk to them, they say, "Hey, you want me to join you? Uh, I can. I, I'm a you know wizard or whatever. But I could also be a melee person, 
or I could also be a thief. And so it made me feel really weird, like, oh, I'm just like making a party then. Like, you're not really your character if it's I. It's not predefined characters, right? Well, well, they are, and then you can change them. Yeah. So it's almost like I didn't like that. No, so, dude, I, I feel you on that. I, I, I exactly have that same thing, dude, where like when I meet someone, I want them to be who they are, who and they I do are. not want to build them up or change them around because for, for, I don't know what it is. Maybe you feel the same way, but I feel like it kind of takes away from their strength as a character if i could just be like oh well you're a knight now or oh you're a yes exactly now. exactly yeah, yeah. i hate that i hate that yeah so i hated that and i remember that i hated it but what did i do what i'm sure you did is i just picked everybody at their base character right yeah that's what i would always do yeah. there was a woman who had like a demon in her soul or something yeah it's like that. Oh. oh that's not good but let, that'll be interesting and there was a part very early in the game where she just took over, like the demon took over. And I was like, did I pick the right person to be in my party? <laughs> but there's a very infamous area where there's a bad guy and he controls this area and he's got a prisoner. It's like a huge part of the first map. And basically there's a couple different ways you can do it. Like you can find the supplies that supposedly the guy stole and prove that he didn't. But if you just want to go in combat, which they said you can play this game any way you want. Yeah, it's absolute bullshit because as soon as you attack the guy, the main guy, who people say, "Hey, if you got rid of him, that'd be good." So I was like, "Okay." He puts an invisibility invisibility potion, leaves, so you, I don't he can't even see him anymore. <laughs> so I can't attack him, right? Uh-huh. And everybody in the in the radius around, like six people, start attacking me, and all uh-huh. of them are way overpowered. Like they have magic spells and they're fucking dousing me in flames. It's impossible. And like if I turn it down to story mode, maybe it'll be easier. But that's not the point, you know? Could you possibly mm-hmm. like sneak up and assassinate the guy before he has a nope. chance to drink his potion or something? No, no, you can't sneak anything no, can't in that. Do that. No, no. Oh, yeah. The only thing you can do is find the supplies, which if I go back to the game, which I think I'm not going to, you find the supplies and I think you can show him that that guy didn't steal them and then you can rescue the prisoner. But I don't think you can still can't beat the boss because he's going to have all his cronies come out. So, so they're definitely like, even though you quote unquote can do it whatever way you want. I mean, maybe you could go grind for like six hours or something, but, but really they're kind of saying like, you should probably talk to this guy instead or something. Right. Yeah. And you can't even grind because they stuck you in the town. Oh, so there's no okay. like monsters to go fight. Like you can go to the woods outside and I did that, but like, there's not really, it's not a grinding, you know, level. Right, so, right, right, right. Anyways, I'm out. I'm fucking done. And th- that's why I left those games. I know so many of my friends love them. But yeah, if you're going to build a game that is, you can do anything, and then in the very tutorial show you that you can, and you take that away the first land you get to, I'm out, you know? Yeah, um, it's not a good look. Yeah. But I also brought it up because I wanted to say this, and I never would say this, but Demon Souls, which I went back to play the remake, which I liked a lot. Just um, recently? Yeah, we talked about it on the show. Oh, not like not like this week, but like no, before. No, no. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And we yeah. did talk about it in the show. And we I did, yeah. I, yeah. I just thought you meant like like today or oh, something. Oh, no, no, no. It's beautiful. I mean, fucking... Who is it? Is it blue, not Blue Point? Who did it? Anyway. Yeah, wasn't it Blue Point? Was it I Blue thought Point? it was Blue Point. Yeah. yeah, it could be. Amazing job. But the point is that game and like some other, I think even just Dark Souls, like they do the thing where you have to go through certain areas and it's not open world, you know? It's just mm-hmm. like, go this way, then go this way. I would have liked Divinity Original Sin if it was more like the boat level where it's all these kind of small sections and then you can do whatever you want within it because it's basically trying to be open world, but it really isn't because when I'm in this open world, I can only do so many things. Yeah. So it's almost like just give me the fucking boat levels, like a million boat levels 
And that's maybe- an interesting point. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that's an interesting point, dude. And I think you're right because I, I kind of agree with everything you're saying, because if it's going to be open and let me try whatever, then you've got to be consistent with it. I think for me, anyway, and maybe you feel the same way is like when you go back and forth between the styles of like, oh yeah, we're in this one area, you can do whatever you want, like sneak up on people and you know climb the mountain, avoid the bad guy, do whatever you want. But then they kind of funnel you into an area where they, they need you or want you to do something very specific and they take away your options. Yes. It feels bad. Like you're like, I was playing my game this way, but now you're forcing me to do this way. It's it's better just to pick one or the other and not vacillate between the two of them. Vacillate. Exactly. It's it, They vacillate incorrectly. Because here's a perfect example, and then we'll leave this review yeah. uh, or re-review, is that one of the guys you meet, there's like five ways out of the camp, right? And it's that the kind of fun part is you can find all these different ways out. But the main guy I picked to be in my party says, oh, I can get you out of here. I just have to go to talk to this guy and he'll get us a key and we'll leave, right? The guy he's got to talk to is by is on the other side of a gate and there's five guards. And you can't do it. You, you have to fight them. There's no way, like, you can't talk your way through it. So they're literally telling me I can't do that way. Even though they, like, put a carrot in front of my yeah, he- yeah. head and said, like, you can. So I can't even get to the area to get to this guy's side mission without doing this huge battle, um, which I'll probably lose, which I've, I've tried before and I lost every time. So, yeah, I don't, I don't like that game. I, it's so weird for me to say that. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'll hmm. never go back to those games. They, I didn't spend very much on it. I must have. I mean, I couldn't tell you now why I bounced, but I do remember that I bounced, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was something similar. Um, but speaking of which, just as a really, really quick segue, you were talking about Pillars of Eternity last week. Yeah, I, that's why I, I went realized, to this one, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I remembered I had the wrong game in my head. Like when you were saying Pillars of Eternity, I was thinking of a different game. I forget what game I was thinking of, but uh, I went back and I'm like, oh, Pillars of Eternity. Okay. I, oh, actually, I haven't played this one. Maybe I should check this one out. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I was just about to pull the trigger. I'm like, wait, hold on. Let's check the library first. Let's see if I actually already own this game. Oh, right. Yep. Sure do. I bought it at some point in the past yep. uh, and I had it on PlayStation. Uh, had never played it, had never booted it up, had never downloaded it, but I sure enough did buy it at some point. So I'm like, oh, cool. My wife's got the uh, the Days Gone thing. She's she's claiming the PS5 right now. But when she's done, I will jump back in uh, to that game and see, oh, maybe maybe this is a new adventure for me. So we'll see. Yeah, there's parts to be had that are pretty good. But then again, I noped out as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All, All right. right. Uh, let me talk for a minute here about, uh, let's see, Library of Babel. Uh, this is a recent touted to be a stealth based metroidvania which i'm not super cool with metroidvania these days but i am interested in some stealth games um been kind of on that kick lately and i'm like okay this might be kind of interesting you play a uh, i don't know if you're i guess you're a robot and not an android i mean if you want to draw that line it's like way far in the future and apparently humans have uh been deceased all that's left is like AIs and robots that are kind of carrying on in our in our wake, which is always a cool place to start a game. Um, and something's going on in this this other town of robots. You're like an investigator robot, detective maybe, and you got to go to this town to find out what's going down. And um, it's 2D uh, platforming style. And I got to be honest with you, when I watched it and when I watched the videos and stuff, I'm like, oh, okay. So maybe this is kind of like a Mark of the Ninja sort of a thing, you know, like stealth, hiding in shadows maybe sneaking band boxes or something like that Mm. and all that stuff is there but that's actually not even remotely what this game really is it's funny because when i saw it i thought it was like a text adventure yeah that's that's more of the part of it right like i think there's a there's a lot of talking to other robots Uh um and they use like a lot of tech language and a lot of that language of where 
they speak about something that you the player have not fully been informed of and so you have to like read between the lines about what do they actually mean what's you know like if you want to like put pieces of lore together and stuff there's a lot of talking to people there's also um like a hub town where there's like all these side quests and different robots to talk to um and you just end up talking to a lot of people about trying to do their side quests oh i lost my flute down this pipe and oh i need a right i need you to play darts and stuff i'm like what like this is like a point and click adventure that's what i meant by the way not text adventure. Yeah. i meant like a graphic adventure where you yeah, yeah point and click yeah yeah it ends up being almost like like a point and click for like a lot of the running time and i'm like whoa this is not what i signed up for Gee. like at all and i gotta say when i did get to the platforming and stealth parts i was not a fan um control was not great uh, the tutorial was awful. Um, it was like, for example, in the very first level, um, they're like, oh, you need to exit the level. Please save your game at the save station before you leave the level. We're not going to let you leave until you save. I'm like, okay. And they show you this symbol. It's like a blue symbol or something. They're like, yeah, I look for the symbol. And I look around and look around and look around. Can't fucking find it. And I even get so lost. This is this is the tutorial, bro. Yeah. I had to jump on to YouTube to like find out what's happening. And then they show this guy saving, but it's not the symbol that they told me to look for. It's like this totally other thing. So I'm like, well, why would I know that this symbol can also mean this other symbol when you haven't taught me that? Like, that's just a real basic thing that you don't do to your player. So I knew we were in trouble from the get-go. Um, objectives were really unclear. I spent a lot of time not knowing what I was doing. Too much time talking to people. A lot of this like find a feather find a syringe combine those things and now it's a dart oh man okay so this is not what i expected i did not expect a point and click platformy sort of thing with way too much talk i i had a very hard time playing it uh not what i expected and i bounced like almost immediately it just was not was not for me at all and look at that we both did it we did the last two reviews. We both just ended. Oh, it. in a good way. In a good way. Yes. That's okay. it. Well, we ended with no like. Uh, what's the word? I'm um, opposite. You know, perspective. Sure. We did we just, devil's advocate at the very end. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So. All right. So that was Library of Babel. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo. You talked about this a second ago uh, because it came to Game Pass, and it. I believe uh, this is the first time that it's having the DLC content. That's what I checked it out for. I've actually never played it before, but I figured this would be a good time. Uh, you know, my usual MO of like wait six months and get the best version. So um, I jumped in. I can talk about it, but uh, you jumped in and you played it before. So I guess why don't we start with you since you're the Ghostwire Tokyo veteran? Uh, what brought you back and what are your current thoughts besides the whole flickering thing? Yeah, um, I originally played it on PlayStation. I don't I feel like it was an exclusive for a while. I, want to I say. think it was a time exclusive for a while. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, I feel like it was. Um, and then I went back to uh, Game Pass, like I said earlier, because they have some sort of, I don't know if I'll even use the mode, but it's like a certain mode that's new. Uh, spider Thread. Yeah. yeah, Spider's Thread. But in general, um, I was like, oh, you know, let's uh, dust off the Xbox controller for me and get back in there. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, really enjoy it. I remember liking it uh, for PlayStation. I did Nopod at some point because of one of the reasons I'll talk today which is there is something that kind of like frustrates me. Uh, so I remember being frustrated by that. But this is a first-person game uh, where you're in Tokyo. You basically have died. Your character has died. Um, but a spirit comes and brings you back, gives you powers at the same time, and has you fight uh, a bunch of kind of ghostly creatures. Um, Tokyo and the area that you're in is like kind of surrounded. It reminds me of that series you like on netflix what's it called oh alice in borderland alice in borderland yeah similar vibe yeah similar vibe where everybody has supposedly disappeared there's a clothes everywhere where the people used to be there's some floating spirits 
and you can't really understand what's happened, but you're still there. And so you're fighting these kind of ghosts and talking to ghosts. It's very like a ghost adventure. It's always raining, which I actually like rain. And in Seattle right now, it's always raining. So it kind of mixes the vibe that I'm in. So it's this rainy Tokyo with ghosts and you have powers, which are attack powers. So it's first person shooter game, essentially. There's no real good melee. There's a melee button that gets you, um, helps you refill your magic. Uh, and it can do a like limited melee stuff, but really it's about shooting things with your energy. So you have like wind energy, water energy, and fire energy. Uh, the wind, I think, in my opinion, is the best. So then you can power up your energy. You have a skill tree. So it's kind of got some you know elements of upgrading. And that's kind of it. That's the story. I remember enjoying it because it was different and weird. Uh, when I played it on PlayStation, it's still different and weird. Um, I think, and you'll probably attest to this, in my opinion, the side missions are the best content. Um, now, there's some side missions that are like, give me some toilet paper, which is an actual side mission. <laughs> which is definitely urgent. Yes, it's urgent. And content, I know about yes. that stuff. But uh, that was like not fun. And there's a couple that are just, you know, I think in my opinion, there's too many of them. They just litter the whole map with all these side missions. Some are just throwaway, but some are very fucking good. Like a hoarder, like a, the, the, the spirit of a dead hoarder, hoarder. And you go to his house, or I'm not sure, his or her house. And... You know, when you go to some of these side missions, it's not just as simple as going in place and getting something. Uh, lots of times, because there's a supernatural element to this game, the the side uh, the hallways and stuff will change, and like you're literally feels like some of those moments in control. Yeah, where things about. are moving all around and it's, things are moving all around. Yeah, yeah, you, you can't trust your environment and stuff. Yeah, but it's beautifully done. Like, I mean, like uh, you know, furniture or weird things forming people, and you're like, whoa. It just feels like an artistic vision. Um, and so I played like four or five really long ones, and they were like very cool. Um, so I don't know how many of those you played, but the longer ones are really interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then some, like, like you said, are just throwaway ones. Then the main story, the only reason I know it a little bit more than you do and why I feel a little more attached to it is because if you remember, when I first reviewed the game, on PlayStation they released a uh, prequel game. Do you remember yeah, that? there was. It was a PlayStation only kind of a. I forget. Was it a visual novel or what was it? It I was don't a visual novel was. with some combat that you did like light, you know, just button pressing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but it showed you what you would do in the main game, and man, oh man, do I love stuff like that, like a prequel that truly is like, hey, this is the feel and the vibe of the game. It's not the same style. It's not first person, but you're going to learn the characters, and then when you play the main game, you'll be excited. You know what's going on. Well, yeah. that is actually integral to the story if you want to get the most out of it because the main uh, spirit that takes you over, KK, was the main like character, one of the main characters in that story. And you learn about the whole crew of people that slowly get you know talk, told to you in this in the story hmm. in that prequel game. I, I, I can know everybody. And if I didn't, and I was just like you, just playing it, you know, it's, it's kind of throwaway because you're like, oh, yeah, it's a dead spirit of his friend or something. Yeah, but if yeah, you play yeah. the whole prequel game like I did, I was like, oh, I kind of get you know why that person's that way. Uh, all that said, the main problem I have with the game, which maybe you will too, is that I just similar to a lot of you know problems I have with games is I feel underpowered. Where I'm 14 hours into that game. Oh wow! Um, okay. There's six chapters. I'm at chapter four in the middle of it. I'm real close to being like, do I want to just finish this game? 
But at, at that level, at, at 14 hours in, I still feel I can get fucked up at any time. Like even regular dude with umbrella who, <laughs> you know, because there's a lot of dudes with umbrellas. Yes, that you're exactly right in describing that guy. Regular yeah. dude with umbrella is an Well, there's a heavier sure. dude with umbrella. No fat shaming, but he is heavier, like, spirit dude. <laughs> yes. And he blocks with his umbrella, and he sucks. Because if you don't, like, break through his umbrella, like, none of his none of your shots do any damage. So anyways, like, the problem is this. Here's the crux of it, okay? And then I'll defer to you for a minute. You're, you have limited ammo, and that just sucks my ass, okay? And not in a good way. Yeah, you have an energy thing that you have to replenish. For you sure, have to yeah. replenish. And if you're out, you're out, you're out, you're out. And you've got to run around and find these objects in the environment that you smash with your hand, that you get back some energy, or later on, I've upgraded it so that if you melee people, you get energy from that, but it's fucking difficult. It just feels shitty. It feels bad to be 14 hours into the game, and, and by the way, taking out many bosses already, and the bosses being easier than some of the regular dudes with umbrellas, because I just feel like if you run out of energy, you're fucked. Like, you're yeah. fucked. Yeah. And this game has some verticality. So, like, I'm on a top of a building, and there's these spirits that fly sometimes. And if they're attacking me, and there's nothing else for me to get ammo from, I'm fucked. Like, I've got to just leave. I have to run away. And so no game where you're supposed to feel like you're, you know, got this energy spirit inside you who has powers, is it feels good if you're running away sometimes. So yeah. that's some of my two cents. I have another thing I'll say at the end, but what do you think on those words? I mean, I so let me let me tell you where I'm at with this game. I really dislike this game. I hated this game. Okay, okay, hated it. Um, I think it looks great. So I think you're right about the graphics. I didn't mess around with the flicker settings or whatever. I didn't, you know, I, whatever the stock mode it was on when you start the game. I'm like, cool, and that was fine. I didn't notice any big problems. It was okay. Like it looked fine enough. So it looks cool as a you know smoky, foggy, rainy Tokyo or whatever. Like, it looks cool. Um, but boy, I just feel like this game is literally doing nothing that I want it to do. Um, like, for example, the story is pretty flat. I didn't play the prequel. Sounds like you got a lot out of the prequel, and it's disappointing they didn't add that in for people because that seems like it seems kind helpful. of important. Yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. important. Just says something off the menu. You know, if you want to jump right in, go for it. But if you want to get the extra, it would be nice to have that. So I didn't, you know, I feel like the story is really boring. Uh, number two, I feel like the gameplay is just so slow and dull and uninteresting. Um, I, I, I feel like this game should be a lot faster than it is. I feel like it should be more dynamic. Um, this is a game where like, I mean, you're way further than I am. You spent way more time in this game. So you're definitely the expert here. But like when I was playing it, it was like, I don't want to search so many houses. I don't want to go inside so many rooms. I kind of don't even want interiors in this game. And I find that like I was going inside of places and talking to ghosts and like, I I don't want to be inside. This to me feels like a game where I should be running through the streets flying through things grappling on things bouncing off things like it feels like it should be more of a dmc sort of a game just kind of faster but it actually is kind of slow and methodical right which and by I the just, way to that point the prequel it's about being a detective really yeah so, and i just yeah you know. I, I mean maybe that comes across more clearly in the like in the prequel it seems like you really should really should play that uh people out there but like it just became really repetitive like the finding of the items to replenish your bullets was really boring and I didn't like just walking to doors and talking to people so much. I'm like, this should be like kinetic action, exciting. And it's just so slow and dull. Like it was, it was not at all what I was in the market for and not what I thought it was going to be. So I liked the screenshots and the videos and stuff. But once I actually got to playing it, I'm like, Ooh, 
no, 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 no. This is this is this is not for me. Absolutely not. It bounced after I want to say maybe three or four hours. I just I didn't really get very far. Right. I'm like I it was painful to even get that far. So not for me in any sense. Well, a counterpoint, and the reason why I went on for so long is two things. One, uh, opposite of you again, expectations, right? Like it's raining out. It's raining in the game. There's that kind of synergy. It's it's a kind of a busy work kind of game. Oh, totally, dude. Right, yeah. but yeah. certain times you want that. You know, and so for me, I was like, I know how to do this game very well. I played it in PlayStation. I have, you know, I understand the mechanics. So I'm just going to zone out. So I kind of just use it as my zone out game. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why I think I got up to like even 10 hours. I was just like, yeah, I'll just do more of this and feel like I'm getting somewhere, blah, blah, blah. And as I was doing the zone out stuff, I got to some big set piece moments. And I mean, there are really beautiful, like, again, control type cutscene moments not cutscenes, like actual gameplay moments where there's a huge spirit that's as big as the city. And I'm, you know, going through this, like, books that are making a wall or something, you know? Like, there's some really cool things in there. But you've got to do a lot of monotony to yeah. get to get to yeah. it, right? Yeah. So for me, it worked because I was like, I just want something to show up with and just fuck around with, right? Um, and then that's why i think yeah that was like the opposite of what i thought it was going to be and that was not at all what i wanted i don't yeah. i very rarely will play a busy work game and if i do it's probably going to be like on the switch like before bed or something i don't i when i'm sitting down with my big ass tv and the xbox or playstation or whatever and i'm on my couch or i'm on my chair or something like i want something like exciting and and meaty and cool and fun and like this was just like oh so slow and talking and grind like you're you're coming to busy work i think is exactly it it's it's way more busy work than i thought it was going to be and I, I just, I'm not here for that at all. So. But what's weird about games is it's busy work to a point, but now I'm at uh, 14 hours in. I think I have like, I don't know, four or five hours to go if I want to beat it. And uh, there's a lot more you unlock. So it's kind oh, of sure. weird because right now I can jump off a building, uh, right click, do the right stick button and slam down on the ground and just destroy motherfuckers. And so some of the stuff you're talking about I'm playing the game much faster now than you probably sure, ever sure. could because there's also like um, instant melee, like taking out of soul. Oh, yeah. Move. The instant kills. Yep, yep. But then there's one when just when they're on the ground. So you can just walk over to people who are, have fallen and just kill them. And then yeah. there's another one where it's a, a kind of an instant jump and kill. So I have like four or five new options that make everything much faster. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, I'm just saying that for people who do want to stick with like oh sure some monotonous things later on, it gets faster. But the getting to it there, you know, like it's like I don't want to, yeah, I, I don't want to put in 14 hours to get there. That sounds fun. What you're describing to me, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's what I thought I was signing up for. But you got to get through all this like side questing and talking and shit, and just so slow. And the combat, I don't think the combat is that. I mean, I don't mean the melee, but I mean like just the shooting of the powers you have and stuff. It's not, it's not great. I mean, it's not amazing. It's okay. And so like to, the thought of like having to get through 10, 12, 14 hours before you get to the good stuff or whatever, or before it speeds up is like, dude, that's way too long. Like I, I couldn't hang, man. I just cannot. I kind of agree. So I think we're, we're, we're similar. I, I'm just a little different because I played the prequel. I did play it in PlayStation. I already knew what to expect. Right. And you didn't. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I know what to, I'm going to go back and just monotonally, monotonally play this for a while in the rain. <laughs> um, so I enjoy parts of it and some of the really big, huge set pieces of which I'd love for you to see. I guess you could just YouTube are fucking awesome. You know, there's some yeah. beautiful shit in here. So anywho, uh, I'm still backing away from the bush. I, I might beat it. I don't know. I'm on the All fence. Right. 
I am I'm deep in the bush. I I backed You're away back. and I I just kept on going and I kept going around the world. So now that I'm back to Ghostwire Tokyo, but facing backwards. Okay. okay. All right, I'm out. Uh, back to you, Carlos. Quit today. I don't know anything about this one. What is this all about, sir? How did this end up at the end of the show? I think this was very, supposed to be my first game. Was it supposed to be the first yeah, game? Yeah, oh, yeah. I must have put it. Uh, my bad. I, it's I definitely it supposed slide. to be the first game because it's a demo. Um, okay, we'll just well, then quickly, quickly, we'll get through it. Yeah. So I just saw the trailer. I watch all trailers for everything, for all media, you know, movies, shows, and games. Saw it, uh, and of course, I'm going to play it because it's a 2D. Looks like uh, Castle Crashers and plays like Castle Crashers kind of game. I'm out. Which you're out, okay. But it's, you know, beat em up kind of style, 2D. Uh, but also interesting because the subject matter is, uh, or at least from what it, it looked like in the trailer, you go to an office job, and obviously it's called Quit Today. So you're going to be fighting coworkers, you know, in an office environment. Just like real life. Like real life stuff. It's funny. As you do, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I forget. I didn't look up the developer, but there's some lost in translation stuff going on, oh, for okay. sure. So even though it's like building itself as like you know uh, maybe an American office situation, it's definitely like you know built with a lot of different. Um, I don't. know. I think there's some language barrier stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Because it doesn't all like like mesh. unintentional. You're not saying like for funny. Like it's just, no, it's no, just no, a bad no. translation. Yeah. Okay. Like some stuff just doesn't work, and I'm like. Oh, I think I know what they mean because I know about that office situation, but they're saying it kind of weird, you know? Um, also, it starts off where you like are getting out of bed, you're hitting the alarm clock, and I'm like, okay, I think I know where this is going. I don't want to go to work. I'm going to go and beat up all my coworkers and leave or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And yell, I quit or something. But it's not that. When you get to the work, and again, you're going left to right, beating up things, et cetera, you go to work and they say, we heard you're going to quit. And the your main character goes, no, I'm not going to quit, and they're, they're they're forcing you to quit, and so already uh, I'm like, this doesn't make the sense that I thought it was going to be, and then there's robot coworkers, it's all robots, sure, I'm sure, like okay, so that makes sense why to beat them up, I guess, and then they're basically sending you to HR department where you're fighting a bunch of robots because you're trying to get to the point of you don't want to quit. And they're try, trying to force you to quit what? because I'm they don't want to lay you off or something. I don't understand. I, I still don't understand. Okay. okay. And I played and I be, played and beat the demo. Oh. <laughs> um, and then at some point, it just gets wacky, which could be fun. But again, we're talking about expectations, right? I wanted a corporate job where I quit and I leave and they all chase me or something. It's like I, in the middle of it, there's old men and spirits and there's a boss and there's... Um, I don't know. It just the story doesn't make any sense at some point. You're like, what's happening? I don't get this story. But the gameplay is fun. You beat them up. You eat, you know, food to get healed. You have a million power ups. It's a roguelike kind of thing where, you know, if you fail, you can, you know, get some upgrades and stuff like that. I beat it in like three settings or sittings or whatever. So it wasn't super hard. It was fun. Like it was definitely fun combat. But I was just so confused and thrown off by what the story was. Yeah. I just like, well, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. So it's just basically fighting a bunch of robots at an office environment. But there's also like spirits and weird things and a boss. And I don't know. I was very confused. I kind of like that. Stuff happened. You played a game. Stuff happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The best part, though, I will say is this. There's an old man. And for some reason, you can throw objects. I threw an object. I made the old man pass out like from fear or something. And he was going to die. And the lady comes over and she goes, oh, my goodness, he's going to the light. You've got to stop him from going to the light. 
So I had to fight off cherubs who were trying to bring him to death. That's funny. That's and fine. that was the funniest part. Anyways, okay. I beat it, and it was a thing, and that's it. <clears throat> All right, that was Quit Today, and there is a mystery to be solved there, apparently. We will not solve that mystery today. No. All right. Uh, Atari Mania, what up? Atari Mania, I know that uh, you were excited to play this one. We got a code from the publisher. Thank you very much. This is kind of the, um, I guess, a new game. It looked to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, kind of like a WarioWare-style minigame kind of a thing, kind of recapping some of Atari's greatest hits from back in the day. I have not played it, but you have. Tell me about Atari Mania, sir. Is this the game we're ending on? No, I have one more. Okay. It's a bad Did game. Did you have for one me more too? No, no, that's it. I, okay. No. Um, Atari Mania. Yeah, I was very interested in it, especially because we both loved the Atari 50th anniversary. Yeah, that game. was a killer, killer game. Killer game. And what you said is a good description a WarioWare style game that goes back through the classics. Uh, very excited by that idea. And there's a butt coming. Oh, man. I can hear it a mile away. Yeah. Um, so the main character is, uh, and the main hub of the game is you're like um, at Atari headquarters or something, and you're running around as a little 2D guy, and you can pick up collectibles. And like I've, I've got some Atari posters and stuff, and you can look at them in the gallery and kind of like look around and find stuff. And then at some point, uh, I thought that was kind of interesting that you, there's other characters in this like museum of. Atari, where like this millipede from the game Centipede or something, or Millipede. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's in, like a little character, and he's you know running around and sure. And the guy's like, "Get back into the game," you know. And I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of funny." But it's very quickly uh, apparent that the whole you know area of this hub area is like locked off. There's like all these different ways you can go, but they're all locked off, and you need objects to you know get to them. Mm-hmm. And so everything funnels you to one event, which is like pixely chaos is happening in the main room. Go over there and look at it. And when you go into the you know, chaos of the pixels, it's that what you described, a bunch of mini games. Okay. And if you beat all those mini games, then you can actually continue the story and probably unlock get to, some stuff in the hub, maybe. Yeah, go unlock some stuff in the hub and see the, the rest of the, you know, kind of cutesy Atari kind of things. Okay. Um, the problem is I can't beat that fucking first one. What? <laughs> the first one. The first minigame? Yeah, because what it is is it's a collection of 10 minigames. They randomize them. And where I thought it would be fun of like actually playing like classics, it's a, a hodgepodge of classics. So here's how it starts. You're on like a little grid. It says like you have 10 levels to go, right? And at the end is a boss. So the first level, they make them a little easy. And it's like play Pong and get a point. You know, like, okay, I got it. It's WarioWare, totally. The next one is, um, you know, I hate this one for some reason. Move the cursor and select the compass icon. That's like the game. What? You're picking an icon on a compass? It's like you, like if you're in, in an inventory screen mm-hmm. and you're like, you know, circling through different things. But it's kind of a maze, and you pick them. I don't, it's dumb. It's I don't dumb. know. I don't know. That's fine. I don't understand. But go ahead. I keep doing those, and then they start mixing the game. So, like, play Centipede and, and you know, kill the Centipede. But now you're uh, the Centipede, or you're, like, a character in the Centipede map, right? And okay. avoid the guy trying to shoot you. Or, oh, you know, I so see. they kind of mix the games together. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh-huh. But it's not fun. It's not like uh, a fun experience. It's it like it sounds kind of fun. What's not fun about it? Just it doesn't like the what, controls what's the... feel bad. Okay, and I always die. <laughs> That's probably the two reasons. <laughs> um, so those reasons, 
And also, yeah, it's just, it's not fun. There's no fun to be had in them. Like, you, you could try it later, but like, it just doesn't feel fun to play those levels. The mm. only thing that was kind of fun was there was a Pong mixed with Centipede or something. You're like, oh, that's kind of fun. But for the most part, it's just frustrating. And then every time I get to the end, it doesn't matter how many I've won. So say I won eight out of the 10. If I can't beat the last two, I don't get any benefit for beating eight of them. Oh, no. So yeah. like, if you don't beat the, like, let's say, for example, you said there's 10 mini games. Uh, and I guess you can what like die like run out of three lives or something or like you you, can you have lose health the whole you thing? have health yeah you have okay. health so you can lose at five or something right okay but say so I like, get to eight or okay. nine uh huh uh-huh. I got to beat eight and nine and ten I have to or I and if I you lose. don't beat if you don't beat the tenth one then you just go back and have to start the whole thing over yeah that's it it's done oh uh, I see I mean I think they they give you one redo at the at the end or something mm-hmm. but and and then here's the part though okay I'll be very specific about this any developers listening. I want to, again, we've already said it. I want to like this. But the literally the last level, it's so fucked. You can only go left and right, even though the map is a 2D map, right? But you, it looks like you can go anyway, 360 you know, movement, right? You can only go left and right. That already sucks shit in a game like this where like you have to be pixel perfect. So you're going left to right and avoiding like like lasers or whatever, basically. And you've got to avoid like five to get to the candle. You pick up the candle, and I was like, okay, I finally fucking got it. You got to take the candle back through that same five things, you know, that are really hard to avoid. Right, 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 right. To like kill the monster. I, every fucking time I almost died, I die on the way there, I die on the way back. It's no, it's fucking, it's difficult. And it's so stupid that that was the first thing they did. Like, make the very first set of WarioWare games easy. So I yeah. like enjoy this. I didn't. I didn't anticipate. I mean, I, I haven't played this, but watching the trailer, I'm like, oh, this looks really fun. I guess I was thinking more like WarioWare, where you just kind of cycle through them. You know, maybe you win, maybe you don't, but you kind of just keep going, keep going, keep going. But this sounds like more like performance based, like where where if you're not clearing whatever it is, then you kind of get stuck. So yeah, because I won like nine out of ten, and I was like, okay, I win the thing. You know, it'd just be cool if it's like I lost that last one. And it was like, you got it, right? You just still did good. You got the majority. Good job. Yeah. No good jobs. Just down back to the beginning. I, I, I deleted it. Oh, wow. Wow. I can't. I did it like five times, dude. And I know maybe people are going to say, you just get good at games. Get good, um, Carlos. No, the control is bad for what they want you to do. It's like pixel perfect, run through, ma- you know, run through laser, miss laser, miss laser, miss thing. Get thing, come back, miss it, miss it. You know what I mean? Like dodge every time, but yeah, not even yeah. 360 movement dodge, just left to right dodge. Hmm. So it's just, man, it's a missed opportunity because I like the idea of mixing Atari games, but I'm so fucking out. Oh, man. Well, that's a bummer. It looked really fun from the trailer, um, but that does not sound fun like what you're describing. So, no, I don't know. I mean, can they patch that? Maybe they can just say, let you win if you get nine out of 10. Maybe change the clear conditions or something. Who knows? I don't know if that's easy to do. I'm not a programmer. I have no idea. So, all right. That is Atari Mania. Sounds like an unfortunate no go on that one. Gave me mania. The wrong kind of mania. (laughs) Uh, Puns are good. Puns are good. Okay. Um, The Good Life is what we're ending on. The Good Life. You talked about The Good Life, and you really motivated me to come back to it. I know that even though you weren't like 100% on it, just hearing you talk about it kind of uh, triggered enough brain cells in my head where I'm like, yeah, you know, I do like Sweary65, one of my favorite developers out there. And I do 
like Deadly Premonition, and this seems to have some of that stuff in the DNA. And I, I, I never did play it back in the day, and I, I gave them some time to to fix it, and, and to the DLC is out, and this seems like the good time to play it. So I did. And I got to say, I'm having a pretty great time with it. I do really like The Good Life. Um, just to kind of quickly recap for people who may not have caught the last episode where we talked about it, you play a reporter, photojournalist, actually, named Naomi, and she goes to this uh, weird English village in the middle of nowhere, and it's supposed to be the happiest village in the world, and the main quest is find out why people are so happy, but it quickly spirals out into a murder mystery, and then there's all sorts of supernatural stuff going on, and just some kind of just generally like weird fucking shit going on, and if you're at all familiar with Sweary65, uh, who did Deadly Premonition, Deadly Premonition 2. He did, um, oh, there's a couple of other games that I'm not, I can't remember off the top of my head, but, you know, his stock in trade is definitely like weird, off-kilter, quirky, and I love him for it. I mean, that's that's what I enjoy most about his work. Um, you know, not to be uh, not to be harsh or anything, but in general, uh, his games generally are not the most polished when it comes to mechanics or graphics, but they usually make up for it in terms of writing and charm and just being so off the wall and weird. Uh, I find it difficult to find someone who does weird as good as he does. And I do appreciate a good weird. Um, so I keep coming back and I love, I love his work. I think I've played all of his games. So basically it's a third person um, walk around game. And the best summation of this was from a friend of mine, Matt Weiss uh, on Twitter. Uh, he said the best description of this game is it's animal crossing by way of David Lynch. And I'm like, you know what? That is 100% what this game is. Uh, you're in this little town Lots of uh, citizens in the town. They all have their own schedule. They all live in a place. They do certain things during the day. And so you have to kind of like keep track of where they are and what time they are. Uh, but it's also so weird. It's so really weird. Um, it's really uh, kind of a slow start, to be honest. I think it's a little bit slow getting going. But once you get past the slow part and once the murder happens specifically, then you're like, OK, things are kind of popping. You got a bunch of different quests to go through. You start unlocking um, some fast travel. You start unlocking a better way to get around. And you start getting options. I mean, honestly, I think some of these could have come a little bit quicker. Uh, I but think I'm so, just, too, because that yeah, was one of the main yeah. things. Is like, I was like, this is slow to start. It is a pretty slow start. That is definitely um, one of the biggest things. It's slow to start. Your walking speed is like painfully slow. And as we've said before, as you've said, and it's not a secret, you can turn into a cat and a dog in this game. Um, that's in the trailers. It's not a big thing. Uh, and the cat runs pretty fast, and so I'm usually in cat mode. Uh, dog is okay but like then you get a sheep and when you ride the sheep then you're like moving at light speed so that's that's great they need to give you the sheep like way faster um it's tied into one of the main quests and so i understand why they did it when they did it but i think just for the sake of patience and for quality of life that sheep could have come a lot quicker because once you're on the sheep it's like you're just you're blowing by things and you're going everywhere you want to go it's like it's almost like a car so it's really cool um i will say Okay, so there's a, so what's good? I think the graphics are great. They're very cute. They're very cutesy. Um, just like like Animal Crossing plus one. It's very cute. I think the writing is really funny. I like the writing. A lot of the dialogue is really surprising. Um, catches you off guard because it's kind of salty in a way that clashes with the cutesiness of the graphics, but in a way that works. Like it kind of like throws you off your guard. And you, when someone says something, you're like, "Whoa, did you just really just say that? I didn't expect that." You know, it kind of it kind of goes places, which I really appreciate. I also like the sense of place where you have a house and every day you leave your house and you, you see the same people and you get to know the village a little bit. And so just like the repeated interactions with the villagers and knowing what's going on and building familiarity over time is something I think works pretty well in this game, which I like. Um, so I think that's all really good. I think the mysteries are really good. I'm really curious to see where this turns out. 
there's been a lot of twists and turns. I mean, they're like, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything because story is definitely like the big draw to this game. Um, but you know, like I said, there is a murder mystery, which happens. There's also definitely supernatural stuff. There's also other stuff that's kind of, um, inexplicable in some ways. So if you like weird, bizarre stuff happening, this definitely has it. And I think that really works for me. Um, I do. So there's a couple issues with the game as well. Um, I will say one thing that kind of struck me and I, maybe this will change in the future. Maybe not. But as we said, one of the big hooks of this game is like changing into a cat or a dog. And to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know why. I don't see what the value of it is, honestly. Um, other than the fact that the, when you're in cat mode, you run faster, which is dumb. I mean, they could just make the main character run faster. You don't need a cat for that. Um, I don't see a lot of value in changing into a dog or a cat. At one point, you're a cat. You can climb houses and get items on top of houses because you've got cat claws. At one point, you're a dog and you can sniff scent trails, but really it's just like following a trail. You could have easily done like detective vision with special glasses or something like you didn't need to be a dog. And so I have to wonder if maybe the cat slash dog thing, maybe it started out as being more integral than it is, because right now I feel like I'm playing the game and I can kind of ignore mm. the fact that anybody turns into a cat. Or dog. It, it feels kind of peripheral. It doesn't feel important to the game, yeah. which I think is strange since that was one of the biggest hooks that it was sold on. Right. You could have had like a grappling hook or something like yeah. that. And yeah. just like grappling. got up the side of the wall yeah. that way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make, I don't, I'm not seeing a lot of like, Oh, I really need to turn into an animal. It just, it feels like a, an idea that is just half developed. It doesn't really feel like it goes anywhere. Well, let me um, ask you a question there real yeah, quick yeah, then. Yeah, on that yeah. other uh, front that I had a frustration with is the busy work of the taking pictures. Uh-huh. Now, did you find that as integral as well? Or is that another kind of on the side thing you don't have to do? Um, you do kind of have to do it because that's your main way of getting money. Um, you do have to have, you don't need a lot of money in this game, but sometimes you do have to buy a few things and you do want to have like a steady supply of money coming in. And as you mentioned before, there's kind of like a fake Instagram thing, like an in-game Instagram. And so every week they'll give you a target of like five different things to snap pictures of, and then you post it and then you get money based on your likes. Um, I, you know, I'm not really spending a lot of time on it. I'm just kind of like, uh, I'll, I'll check it before I leave the house. It'll be like red flowers or a couple or fuzzy sheep or something. And if I happen to pass something, I'll snap a picture and upload. And that kind of keeps like a little steady stream of money coming in. You can also do some of the side quests and that gives you a big chunk of money when you do a side quest. So I'm not spending a lot of time on the photo thing. I mean, I'm doing it if it, if it happens, mm. I'm not going out of my way to do it. And I haven't really noticed it been a big problem. I haven't like, I haven't had to take time to just take a bunch of photos. Okay. I just, you know, yeah, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. No, no, it's not that big a deal. I just like, oh, oh, there's a red flower right there. And I remember that was my photo of the day. Snap, done, move on. It's just, you know, it's kind of a thing that you do as you go throughout the day. Um, I will say, though, I do feel like some of the side quests are pretty. I feel like the main quests are great. And those are fine. No problem. Having a lot of fun. But there's a lot of side quests in this. Um, some of them unlock a certain way by talking to a person a certain number of times. Some of them depend on if you turn into a cat more often, if you turn into a dog more often, which is kind of fidgety. I don't care for that. But other than that, I feel like the side quests are pretty, uh, they're pretty like fetch questy in a way that I don't really super appreciate. And I kind of have avoided doing them. I'm kind of sticking to the main, main storyline, which hasn't been a big problem. Um, although once in a while I do run out of money, so I have to do a side quest real quick, get some money, then go back to the main quest. But they're kind of just like, oh, I need like, you know, seven acorns or I need like a, I need five rabbit skins or something. And it's like, you know, you can do them and it's fine. But like, I don't feel like they're really high value and the payoff for them so far has just been money. It hasn't really been like cool story or I don't really feel like something neat happened. It's kind of being a little bit boring. So I think the side quests 
are not the greatest. Although to be fair, I haven't done them all and you never know when you're going to get a humdinger, right? Like Swery is really good at throwing a curveball your way. So it's very possible that I did the boring ones and haven't gotten to the good ones yet. Mm. And I kind of want to do them all because I know that's how he operates. But at the same time, going out to the woods to find three Inoki mushrooms is just like, okay, yes, I, exactly. I don't want to do that right now. So, um, but overall, really liking it. I think um, the main character of Naomi is really, it. she's kind of like, dislikable in a likable way and i feel like the people in the town are really quirky and there's been some real fucking like whack shit happening which i think is cool so i'm definitely in i feel like i'm gonna pro- i'm gonna do my best to finish this and i'm having a good time so far but i am pacing myself because sometimes like you know when you need the mushrooms or when you need the rabbit skins or something i'm like okay i'll just do like one of these and then i'll come back to it tomorrow or something it's not something that i can really like binge for like six hours but yeah i am having a good time with it and i do want to finish it all right. Yeah. I mean, um, definitely the story part is what drew me in the most. And I might go back to some time. Uh, I don't think it's as dark as David Lynch, but it's definitely quirky and weird like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. And I think the other thing that frustrated me just remembering was the fences. I thought that oh, was a yeah. dumb, dumb idea, like a really fucking dumb idea because it's such an open world kind of in a way. But yeah. you can only go certain places and you, the fences are on the way. Well, see, that, that that's the thing because uh, you're that's a really good point. There's certain places where you have to pay to open a fence and it costs like $10, which is like nothing. You already, you always have $10, no big deal. But like there's these other like fences that you can't get over and the game doesn't tell you this, but you can actually jump like when you're like a cat. And so like I'm like, oh, it took me so long to figure out. All I had to do is turn into a cat and then jump over the fucking fence. I'm like, I wish I'd known that two hours before i knew it right right but so, then why yeah. do it you know like i just feel yeah like, yeah yeah exactly exactly i mean i agree point. like why do i have to be a cat at all why do i have to be a cat to jump over yes. a fence it's i just... totally agree i honestly think you could get rid of the cat and the dog thing altogether it wouldn't hurt the game at all cat let... dog fences and less taking pictures i'm all in mm-hmm. that's that's my wish list you know because yeah. i i like a lot of the main story like you said there's one thing with um this is kind of like minor spoiler but there's a thing with witches, right? I think there is. Yeah. yeah. There is. So I was like, oh, this is getting really interesting, you know? And so there's things that draw you in, but there's a little minutia yeah. that bothers me. So, I mean, and not to spoil anything, but just as like you said, like a little tantalizing bit for anybody who thinks they might like this. So um, I think that if you were curious about Deadly Premonition, but were put off by how rough it is, I think this is a really good like Deadly Premonition attempt part two, where it kind of does the same thing that Deadly Premonition did, but it removes a lot of the mechanical barriers that a lot of people found really off-putting because that can be a pretty rough game to play although i love it it's not something that i would easily recommend to anybody yeah um so definitely know about that and also like you said there is witchcraft there's arthurian legends there's aliens there's cats and dogs there's all sorts of stuff that goes on in this game that you don't expect would be here there's murder even um so there's definitely more under the surface than it looks it's not just as cute as it looks but um so check it out and and if you if any of this sounds intriguing i think it's worth a shot all right. There you go. That's all I've got for the show. Anything else for the main content? Nope, but I do want to say next week I'm going to be talking about a game I can't talk about now. Okay. Um, and then, which is not really saying anything, but also next week I'll be talking about Dead Island 2. Oh, man. Because it's so next week. Just, just as a quick aside, I don't even know how much of this I should say or not, but, you know, um, quick history lesson, uh, GameCritics.com was the only website on Earth, as far as I know, that picked Dead Island, the first one, as their game of the year um, when that game came out. Uh, we took so 
much shit for naming it our game of the year. I didn't know we that. Were, oh, yeah. We got dumped on by literally everyone in the game circles. Everybody thought we were completely fucking morons, that we were just idiots for choosing this game. We took so much heat. like from It was constant trolling from all sides every day. Um, so we, we did pick it as game of the year. And I think for good reason, because actually I think history proved us true because that game went on to be a huge fucking success. Tons of people loved it. Um, they launched too early, and I think a lot of the critics ended up having a bad experience with the early code, which I totally get. But they fixed it soon after launch, and that game just had so much success with multiplayer online. It kept going and going and going for years after they launched it. It was a fan favorite for many years. So I feel like, in retrospect, we were correct to pick it because there's a lot of good stuff there. Yeah. Um, so we, so a little bit of trivia, as we were the only website on earth that I know of that picked it as game of the year. When PR came around and they wanted to do a Game of the Year edition, they needed us because they had to have this game be nominated as Game of the Year. Otherwise, they could not put out a Game of the Year edition. So we, GameCritics.com, were the only reason that the Dead Island Game of the Year edition exists. Unfortunately, uh, we were supposed to do this huge promotion. We were supposed to have like this giveaway. We were going to do some streaming and stuff and everything at the time. Um, but when the PR people realized what a laughing stock we became because we picked it, they backed off. So they put out the game of the year edition. It exists. And the only reason it exists is because of us. But our name is nowhere in the box. Our name was supposed to be on the box. We were supposed to give away like 100, you know, 100 copies of it or whatever, have a big thing. Um, they backed off because they realized people were making fun of us for picking it. So uh, that never came to fruition, which really fucking sucked. Now, I say this because not only is it ancient history I'm so bitter about because I never let a grudge go, but also because now that Dead Island 2 is coming out, who better on earth? to give a review code to than the right. very people who chose it as the fucking game of the year who stood up to all the slings and arrows who stood up to public ridicule and and stand your game for you despite all of that hate that got slung our way and we are not on the review list for this what i, could, I was gonna say could not believe it i got in touch with pr i'm not naming names i'm not trying to call anybody out specifically but i got in touch with the pr agency who i knew them and they knew us and I'm like, yo, we're like number one on earth for Dead Island. What up? And they're like, yeah, no codes. Holy crap, bro. And I'm like, what? Well, so if we cover Dead Island, it's going to be on our own dime, which I'm fucking tempted to do because it's kind of irritating to me. But anyway. That's frustrating and a crazy story. Story number two, because uh, that means you came up with Dead Island or Dead Island 2 or Dead Island Game of Deer Edition exists because of you and also Souls Like. So yep, there we things. go. Sh- moving and shaking over here. Origin story. Um, one other thing about Dead Island is when the original trailer came out, which everybody knows about now. Oh, famous, famous, famous trailer. trailer. Um, it's you know done by I think another company or something. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, just fucking amazing backwards trailer. It's just awesome. It's not what the game looks like at all. No, but and it is a landmark moment. Yeah, it's a landmark sure. moment, but it's also the, I think the biggest expectation fail because that's again when people went into the game. They were expecting these graphics that didn't exist. Oh, yeah. And it's nothing like that. And nothing yeah. like that at all. And so I knew it. I knew it wouldn't be that. And so, uh, you know, ear to the ground, talk to devs and stuff like that. So I just enjoyed it full on. Like, as soon as it came out, I enjoyed it day one. Um, and it is like a dying-like type game. Yeah. But with RPG-ish elements and the fact of, only in the fact that it's melee. I like first-person melee. And you do really upgrade your shit. Like, you really... You know, you find uh, better weapons, you upgrade them, you get better at your abilities. It just feels like you keep getting better. Yeah. And I just feel like I was a badass at the end of Dead Island. 
and not like just going to another adventure and a side mission. I was like building my character to be badass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I agree, dude. I love that game. That's a fucking I fucking great love game. that game. Yeah. So yeah, I will be also yeah. be buying it. Well, probably. quick side note, uh, since we're talking about side notes here. So the people who made Dead Island um, eventually bailed on that series because of reasons. I don't know if it was a publisher dispute or what. So most of the people who were responsible for the original Dead Island went on to make Dying Light. And so oh, we love Dying Light. Sense. Yes, yeah. yeah, you love Dying Light. I love Dying Light. So the core spiritual essence of, of Dead Island continues on in Dying Light, which is there's a one and a two. So you get two whole games to play. So I'm very curious to see what happened because Dead Island 2 has gone through many ups and downs, many problems. It's been delayed forever. Um, I'm really, really curious as to what the final product is going to be because I don't think any of the original devs are there. And they've gone back to the drawing board so many times and so that's many delays. True, that's so, true. Yeah. Yeah. Hella delayed. So I'm oh, very curious. And Deep Silver Publisher, which doesn't really mean anything, but you know, they are the Saints Row people, right? And stuff like that. Yeah. 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 But uh, the actual developer is Dam Buster and never heard of them. No, uh, me neither. So you like you're right. It did go change hands a lot, but either way, I, I did watch one of those you know early kind of previews of the devs actually playing gameplay and running through the whole game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you watched that, but. It no, was pretty know. long, and it, it was like, oh, that they went back to the roots of Dead Island. It's just, it's funnish. It looks like funny shit. So, all right, well, I'll, I'll buy it on my own dime. I fucking yeah, guess. I so, whatever, whatever with that. Uh, okay, uh, media that is not before you yes. go. One last thing before we go. I've only got one thing. Are we talking about the same thing this week? No, I have one, a couple other things. Then that maybe the same thing. All right, you want to go first? Or maybe yeah, I'll go, go first. first. Go first. Uh, one, I just want to say uh, how fun it was. Um, Ana de Armas uh, hosted SNL. Uh, last night at the time of this recording. Who? Anna de, Anna de Armas. She was in uh, Blade Runner 2049 and a million other movies. Um, okay. I can't think of all the movies. She's been in a million things. When you see her, you'd... When, oh, I hit my mic. When you see her, you'd know. I'll look it um, up. I probably know her face. Yeah. She's amazing. Really funny. Uh, anyway, so she did really good. Uh, it was fun because they have, you know, um, Spanish-speaking uh, new cast member and he got to be with her, and in the sketch, they were, like, speaking Spanish. I always like to see more, you know, Latino representation um, and not in just, like, making fun of it way, but more of a normal way, where, like, there was a, it was a Spanish class, and, like, the teacher, which we've all had, like, the white teacher, older guy or woman, who, like, you know, says preguntas and speaks Spanish like I speak Spanish, you know, bad. Um, and then... <laughs> Like him and Anna come in and they're like fluent, you know? Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. it's like the joke is that they are better than him. And he's like, ha, uh, yikes, you know? Yeah. So it was really fun to see that. And then, of course, um, uh, the musical guest, uh, Carol, I believe, was, I forgot her name, Carol G. I think that's, that's right. was Latina. And then um, I just recently watched uh, Rosalia, who just played at Coachella. I'm in a Latina revolution over here. Just loving it. But, um, Anyways, that's All like right. a kind of a mixture of things saying, I love my Latin culture and it's fun to see it on TV. Right, um, on, right on. I'm down. I'm down. But also at the end of this recording, a few hours later, uh, Barry's back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for the true. final season. On HBO. HBO Max or just Max now, I guess. Yeah. And wait, did you you liked it, right? Oh, I love Barry. Barry's amazing. Okay, okay. That's a fucking great show. Yeah, so um, there's a couple of random things for you, yeah. but oh, you know, for quick, quick side note, quick side note. You know I loved Last Man on Earth after you recommended it. We watched it. That's That became one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and me and the wife were looking for a new show. We're like, oh, well, we like that guy. What's his name? Will Forte? That's not yeah, right. Will no. Forte. Yeah, he's yeah. Up from SNL. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're like, okay, so maybe we should try MacGruber then because we liked um, we liked Last Man on Earth so much. We went to MacGruber. 
Boy, we hated that fucking show. We bounced on that like immediately. It's a totally different vibe. It is a totally different vibe. Yeah. Totally different it's setup. Kind of corny kind of style. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, wow. Okay. Love Mouth, Last Man on Earth. MacGruber, not for us. Check. Okay. Moving on. But we both liked uh, the show that I brought you to, which I'm glad that you got to watch it. And I finished it. We both finished it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. It yes. is Beef. and Beef. Uh, I called it on Twitter. I called it a masterpiece. I really think it is. It is a masterpiece. I agree with you 100%. <clears throat> it, it, it has ups. It has downs. It has Steven Yoon and uh, Ali Wong. Ali Wong, yes, um, yes, yes. And a bunch of other people. Um, David Cho, I believe it is right. David Cho, I think so. Oh, I don't know. Um, but um, it's just fucking amazing. Yeah, David Cho is like the crazy cousin who's like very oh, yeah, aggressive. Yeah, yeah. He was on, um, what's it called? Uh, Tiger Belly a lot. And um, yeah, really being kind of crazy. Perfect character for him. But yeah, it's just an up and down show about on two Netflix, people. Yes. It's on mm-hmm. Netflix. Yep. Yeah. Uh, two people who basically have an encounter early on in the pilot episode. They, you know, everybody has their own life of like ups and downs. And when you're feeling down, you don't give a shit. And you're just like, you've had it. Yeah. And a little so, road rage and it just fucking spirals off of that. Spirals out of that. Yeah. yeah. And then, then it's it's not even just about that, though. It's like about six or seven different stories. And all the interactions with these, you know, two characters who have their own lives and their own families and stuff. So, but it's hard to ex- describe it. I don't even want to describe it. Um, you can some more if you want, but like I think it's just beautifully done. Yeah, I agree. I I I, uh, I took your advice and we watched Beef. We just finished it last night. Yeah, it's tremendous. It's tremendous. It is. It is about initially a road rage incident that's kind of spirals and it kind of shows how people who are unhappy can can make bad choices in their life but it's also about like you know what is it like to be happy in your life and what does life mean and how do you relate to other people and how do you be honest with yourself and there's all sorts of things going on um but there's also like a lot of drama and so much fucking like crazy ass shit happens in the show where i'm just like oh my god i can't believe they did that thing and oh my god like it just every episode something something just just really just out of control happens um but it all stays kind of grounded too at the same time and I think uh, Steven Yoon and Ellie Wong both do a great job. Uh, I mean, both tremendous performances from both yeah, of them. Absolutely masterclass performances from both of them. Uh, my wife and I were constantly looking over to each other, going, "Oh my god, dude! Are you like look at look at this on screen? Like you, the emotion is just like radiating from these people. They they killed it as far as uh, embodying these characters. It was so great. Um, Steven crying in church, like fuck, dude, it made me yeah. cry. I was like, what that the fuck's was like happening? so powerful. There's many times too when you see. Um, Ali Wong's character Amy just kind of like biting something back and she's like you know she doesn't feel that but she's trying to put on a good face yeah. and just like the subtle movements in her face like you can totally feel like whatever she's drawing from and the same thing for Steven Yin too like both of them fuck killed it dude like 10 out of 10 those motherfuckers can act that was some fucking hot shit acting that was amazing so like great performances great story Kept us riveted from start to finish, like yep. 10 out of 10 series, man. It is a masterpiece. It and is. weirdly enough, 90s music, which uh, is weird, like, because they, they ended each episode with, like, a song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was, it always felt like perfect, you know? And then the finale song was like, oh, I won't even ruin it, but it's just perfect, yeah. perfect. So it was great, man. It was, it was, Hot it shit. was flawless, dude. It was pretty flawless. Yeah, yeah, man. And there's a couple, man, some of those things caught me by surprise, yo. Like, it just, there's some bits in there that are so fucking good. I'm not going to spoil them here, but holy shit, dude. Seriously. Yeah. So, yep. Amazing. Good stuff. Good stuff. Amazing. Uh, I got nothing else. You got anything else? That's it. Let's close it up. Let's close it up, folks. As always, thank you for listening. 
and send us your questions and comments. Hit us up anytime. SoVideogamesPodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at SoVideogames. We're on Instagram at SoVideogamesPodcast. Although, full disclosure, I've been pretty lazy this week and I haven't updated in a while. I apologize for that. I will eventually update. You can, however, reach us individually. Carlos, where's your traffic going this week? Uh, I have a new series based, not based on beef, but it definitely inspired me. Um, and it's coming out on TikTok. And I'm uh, filming some today, so let's say next week. Check out TikTok.com slash Carl Swadella. I don't think anybody goes to the website, but just search for my name, Carl Swadella, uh, R-O-D-E-L-A, and then you'll see the new series. It should be up next week. All right. We will be looking for that. Uh, as for me, I'm on the social media channels, wherever you are, Instagram, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's, same handle across all channels. And this is going to do it for episode 332. Thank you so much again for joining us here on the Soviet Games Podcast. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week.